0: About. i'm a
1: black man trying not to get caught i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw you know it's a big world so easy to get lost i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw Jigsaw this song creeps word up word. in my mind every few years yes a uh, general, general. general. oh Platt. you're a oh.
0: general okay i want to sing my song called pants on the ground
2: Hands <laughs> on the ground. Hands on the ground.
1: I do yeah, sit right,
2: to
0: not sit about. he put their pants up. Ooh.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Can Ready Okay. Ready? One, two, three.
0: Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, with the gold in your mouth, Hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground. Call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool walking downtown with your pants on the ground. Get up, hey, get your pants off the ground, looking like a fool walking, talking with your pants on the ground. Get it hey, get your pants off the ground. And we just want you to pick everything up off the floor, (laughs) put your AirPods in your ear, and listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. I am Josh Rogers.
2: I am Brian Hare. (laughs) And welcome
0: to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, your favorite podcast, your favorite friendly neighborhood concert Negroes. We are here to talk about all the things, but particularly talk about how we figure out this thing called life. We talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pompous circumstance of trying to do life as black millennials. Brian.
2: Yes. How are you, brother? It is always a great day to be black. Uh, we are, you, are in the land of the living. You, do you have your pants
0: it's, off the ground?
2: They are. I'm actually wearing shorts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's, in Atl- it's in Atlanta. You know, the, the weather has been interesting recently. So I'm hoodied on the top. Uh, I am shorts on the bottom. Okay. Uh, and yeah, pants are, you know, in terms of like cleaning up the house, you know, bad pants all over the place but you know in terms of like me sagging and whatnot you know i've been delivered from from the thug life so i don't yeah. sag. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing
0: i'm doing all right um <laughs> last week was a um very hectic week it was a weekend of um reflection i did not attend my homecoming oh yeah, those are the moments oh in parenting. We gotta have an episode we gotta have an episode with Jackie about these kids. Yeah. Let me just, yeah. let me just, let me just vent very quickly. This ain't my greater conversation. Okay. I don't want to make my kids the greater conversation, but they probably should <laughs> be. They deserve to be. Um, but no, like I posted on Instagram that I was like, didn't go because I was being a good parent. I wasn't looking for no UBI cookies. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking for like, you know, people to pat me on the back and give me a round of applause. I mean, I got a lot of responses. Like, my that story went up to like 550 views. Wow. Wow. And it was all like people who follow me. So it was like mm-hmm. this is interesting. Um, but I feel like it resonated because yeah. what people don't tell you is that it's the duality of wanting to be a good parent and doing the right thing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but also wanting to have space to do what you want to do and yeah. like Dude, go to places with you your go to. Right. Um <laughs> thug it with my rounds. So and, um and not and being like having that snatched away from you. Because there yeah. was no other plan in place. Yeah. So it wasn't even a jealousy that Asher did hers last week. It was just the fact that I had kind of been thinking and looking forward to homecoming, yes. especially since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say I had a bad experience. We locked our keys in the car. And mm-hmm. we ended up going to homecoming anyway and to deal with that afterwards. Um, but like it had soured my experience. Like I had an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was the first year back since the pandemic. So like the cell towers were blocked. I couldn't call nobody, I couldn't text nobody. It was just mm-hmm. All over the place. And yeah. um, so this year I was looking forward to, and um, both boys had a game during primetime homecoming hours. Um, yeah. And um, unlike last week or the week before, when Asha was able to attend with the same situation, Josh's location was like in deep Kennesaw.
1: Mm. So mm-hmm.
0: Jaden's game ending and then getting to Asha and all the stuff that the logistics would come that would have just, it would have been, I would have been late. And um, yeah. Keisha had to work. Ash's mom had some other stuff on her schedule. So, you know, that wasn't an option. Um, and I think by the time Ashley got home from the game and stuff, it was like almost five. That's mm-hmm. usually when I'm leaving homecoming or getting ready to leave yeah. anyway. I usually leave around six. So, by the time mm-hmm. I had, at, she got home and even just went to downtown, right? Found somewhere to park. Um, and on top of that, even though Morehouse Campus and Piedmont Park were one music fest was, are a little yeah. distance away from each other, that traffic going into the city would have, I can already imagine, it was
1: yeah mm-hmm. crazy.
0: So that 30-minute ride would have probably turned to a 40, 45-minute ride, a minimum mm-hmm. of 15 minutes to park, it would have been like 6 o'clock, 6.15 when I finally got settled. Yeah. And I know people who have, tailgates open at 10. I know people mm-hmm. who are out there at 10, right? Yeah. which is asinine to me. However, (laughs) they be out there, which means that there could have been some people. I know I I ain't going to see everybody, right? But there could have been a lot of people that I missed because people come in waves. And the reason why, you know, me and my friends used to go around the two o'clock-ish hour is because you're right there in the middle. People are either leaving and you're catching them on their way out. And then you got people who are coming. You got people who are just kind of still there, right? So Mm -hmm. it's always proven to be that, like, really great pocket of time. So anyway, Jaden's game ended at, like, 3.30. So had... You know, Asha had been closer or something like that. Oh, I could have made it work. I would have at least been down there for yeah. about an hour, hour and a half, but it yeah. didn't happen. And I think, you know, they say all things happen for a reason. Um so yeah, but so I'm over it. I ain't gonna lie. I was in my feelings Saturday though. I'm sure. My, I was in my cause every because I and I was and everywhere I looked on social media mm-hmm. was tailgate this, homecoming next, yeah. selfies with this person, selfies with that person. And then people were calling me, a couple people calling me, texting me, where you at? I, I just start ignoring people after a while because i be like, I, I appreciate that you're thinking about me, but at the like, this is this this is kind of hurtful. I don't. Yeah. I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not because I'm not there. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One guy called yeah. me, Josh. You at the new tent? No, <laughs> nigga. I'm in Marietta. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not.
1: So.
0: But I'm better today. I am better yeah. this week. It's a new week, and mm-hmm. you know. Cheers to next year. That's all I
2: say
1: Yeah,
2: I I get it I get it Because, you know Atlanta is small So, if you know anybody that If you're in Atlanta You know somebody that went to Morehouse You Mm -hmm. know somebody that went to Spelman So, it was definitely all over my timeline Uh, So, I can only imagine as a person Who, like you said Went to Morehouse What it was like for you Um, And listen, I didn't I went to a PWI So, I always I'm on the outside looking in You know, seeing you know, HBC homecoming season. Like, oh, I wish I had that experience. But you know, so I can only imagine as a person mm-hmm. who went to the HBC, you couldn't go to your, to your, um, to your, um, homecoming. What that felt like. Um, but know, like I said, that'll always be next year.
0: It will, if the Lord delay His coming.
2: If the Lord delays coming
0: and um, delay my being called up to meet Him, then uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be there, I'll be there Lord. next year. Keep me, Lord.
2: Keep me, Lord. Um. With that being said, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is my song week.
1: It is yes. okay. So okay.
2: Um, it's November. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do something a little different. It's not really different, but okay. We're gonna start November. Maybe
0: off. different for you. I feel like I know where this Maybe. might be going because <laughs> it's it's probably been <laughs> rocking with me for the for the last this last <laughs> month. <laughs> but go ahead, do your thing. Uh, do your thing.
2: Ready?
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Where are my <I> background singers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas. Where are my background singers? <laughs> baby, baby, I, and there's the wrong words on the cue cards. I don't understand. <laughs> Christmas i
0: Oh Patty She's singing though oh, She's singing down Are you hear me she's singing down This is going to
1: be a very, very Christmas for you and me
2: All right. it is time uh, it is November uh, the trees are going, are you putting your tree up earlier this year? When are you putting your tree up?
0: So we're going, so we're heading, we're going to Memphis for Thanksgiving. I mean, you were actually just talking about travel. Mm-hmm. Um, So the plan is to do it before we leave. So by the time we come back, we'll be, you know, it'll be up and ready. My mom is making us, my mom is starting a, She well, she might be the bless of one year. I mean, one week, because she's starting mm-hmm. a wreath making thing. Okay. Um, she does really, really good. But anyway, yeah. she asked me my colors and said, "I'm gonna make y'all a wreath, a new wreath." Um, you know, I'm black. I be saying wreath with an F. You know, yeah, I be trying to fine. put that it's TH on there. I what be trying do. to put that TH on there. But you know, it's a wreath. It's a wreath. Um, yeah. <laughs> <it's a reef. laughs> but anyway, um, so that way the tree will be up, and then by the time we get back, we could do all the extra. Put the wreath up. You know, switch out some of the. You know, you know the little trinkets you have around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. put some of those in the cabinet and put some Christmas, mm. you know, things in there and stuff like that. But the tree, my plan is, your sister bought. A massive, unlit, nine foot tree last year.
2: <laughs> yes, I remember you it saying. Was on that.
0: Yes, it is, yeah. and it's that thing took me almost seventy two hours to put up because I was just tired. <laughs> remember, I had to use my ladder. It's, I had to string lights. That was that was day one. Mm. So um, yeah, after AfroTech, which I'll talk about later, uh, I plan on slowly putting this in, that Got to get out the attic. Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, yeah. I'm a Christmas
0: tree. I'm a Christmas tree. You know, I'm very particular. My mm-hmm. mama, Robin Rogers, raised me that way. So it's kind of my thing mm. with the boys doing an ornament here or there so they can yeah. get into the spirit. Mm-hmm. But I will move your ornament in the right place if you put it in the wrong place because <laughs> it needs to be evenly distributed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. are you putting yours up early? Are you doing that?
2: Probably. I, I, so I, I'm, I'm kind of debating. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to travel this Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to debate if I'm going to just put them up this weekend. Okay. Or at least take them out. Of, if I'm taking them out of the attic, I'm going to have to put them up. Um mm. Or like wait till like Thanksgiving. I think my mom might be coming over uh, for Thanksgiving. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to anybody's house for Thanksgiving. I'm not traveling for Thanksgiving uh, unless that like, the Lord like puts it on my heart and I get a deal travel yeah. deal somewhere. Then I'm gonna be at the house. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it might be either this weekend or later this month. But I'm putting them up probably early. Uh, you know, earlier than normal. Okay. Um, again, you know, Brooklyn she loves to all the holidays. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a Christmas tree in the house would be fun for her.
0: So as, without the toxicity is Brooklyn like Joan Carroll Clayton when it comes to holidays?
2: Uh yeah, I think <laughs> she she goes in on holidays. Um, Halloween she loves. Like she what, like if if we if we could, like she would want us to put all the spooky stuff in the yard and mm. she wants to go in for Halloween and stuff when like that. I tell that.
0: you I'm glad spooky season is over. <laughs> Bro, I just, And not even on no like deep stuff. Mm-mm. I'm just sick of driving through neighborhoods and it's like 10 foot skeletons in the yard and I'm just yeah. like, tombstones. There's a couple of houses in this neighborhood. They just, they they changed their outside lights to purple and orange.
2: I'm just yeah. like, get yeah. this mess away from me." Agreed. Cuz we have we have a neighbor who <clears throat> she they she, she goes all out like puts tombstones, hangs up mummies. It's just it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember mm-hmm. I don't remember halloween being that decorated i I don't remember growing up that people like went that hard i think
0: i I don't know i think it's the generation i think you know not collectively Mm -hmm. because you know we we grew up in our certain kind of bubbles but i also think though we grew up in an era where outside of like predominantly white white families Mm -hmm. a lot of black folk even we didn't didn't, do halloween right (laughs) some some of our parents probably let us do like little like my parent my mom As adamant as she was, she also was one of those parents who was like, I believe what I believe, but I'm not going to let y'all be like the weird kid at school. Yeah. So if they bring a you candy, you're going to bring candy. If you're going to mm-hmm. get you know, a little costume, I ain't spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Because I remember one year, my mama, uh, I forgot what who I was, but she took her red lipstick. And she did it herself on my face. Okay, uh-huh. she was like, "I ain't spending no money." And then the one year she brought me, the, one year she brought me the screen mask. I mean, mm-hmm. that was it. But she didn't buy the whole thing. She said, "You better put her all black because that's <laughs> that's all you're getting." Um, so she was that parent, but in terms of like trick or treating, she didn't believe in that. She's like, "You ain't getting no random candy from no random people. Yeah, yeah. You're not decorating. I'm not giving out no. My lights will be off. I'm not giving out no candy." Um, mm-hmm. the one time we did go trick or treat, she made us go to our Uncle Verdale, who was a police officer. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. And,
0: and we went in the mall. Because at the time, the mall used to have, every store had like a little thing. So she was like, yeah. So I say all that to say, I think some of us felt like we missed out on Halloween. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are now, because I got friends now who be like, I still don't Halloween, but I enjoy, they they like the fun of a costume party. So I got friends who do that. And then I feel like on the other side, those who have probably thought about celebrating Mm -hmm. um, are like, oh, let me get a skull cup or let me do a... Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, I think, it's, I think it's that thing. Like, your parents didn't let you do it. Now, I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also... My kids, like, we don't really Halloween. And they, they're they cool. Like, they...
2: Yeah. yeah. They cool. Yeah. Brooklyn loves the costumes. She loves the candy. Um, like I said, I, I can care less about Halloween in terms of what it is, you know. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. one year, I do want to throw a costume party. Like... Top tier costume party. I think that's I think that's fun. Like in a, I actually want to go to one one year, but I want to go to a good one, not nobody like house party. I want to go to like a a really no good, shade, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a really good <laughs> elevated costume party. It's just I think it's something like that that's fun. Like I feel like yeah. you know the creativity of mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. is is fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to do a costume party next year. So, what uh, would be
0: your costume of choice? Oof. This has me interested now.
2: Um my hey, We can move on after choice. this so
0: the intro won't be a million years years long.
2: I don't know. I really don't know. Um uh, okay. it would have to be something cultural, something comedic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like mm. so you have to I don't maybe a movie character of some sort, mm-hmm. um or like a black cultural figure. I don't know. Mm. Um I I don't know. I will have to think about it. What about you?
0: Oh, I already know. My dream costume would be <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's gonna be speaking. Shout out to Thrash last week. It's gonna be indicative of me, so it's probably gonna make sense when I say it. It's gonna be Michael Jackson's "Remember the Time."
2: outfit. Oh, that'd be a good one though. You gonna wear the wig and everything?
0: Wig and all, yes. Oh, okay. Wig and I, all, I, curly, I yeah, curly, wet and curly. My gold thing, my little my little my little kilt skirt thing, my gold mm-hmm. t- uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm gonna just walk through the whole part like a whole time, just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is. It's recognizable. You know who I am.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not going to do anything spooky. right? Because I feel like, and I'll say this and I'll drop it. I feel like the other thing that's happening now is that a lot of people do, to your point, culturally relevant costumes. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you didn't put a side-by-side to it, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. So like, Hallie and her boyfriend did the poetic justice. And like, just off rip? I'd be like, yeah. oh, maybe they're going to a 90s party. But then mm-hmm. when you put it side by side to the um, Janet Jackson Tupac photo shoot. Yeah. Okay, this makes yeah. sense. I had a frat brother who did the State Farm, Jake from State Farm, but he literally had on khakis. He had a real State Farm shirt. And maybe if I saw you at a costume party, I'd be like, oh, you're Jake from State Farm. But if I saw you out and I didn't know you, you I would hard. just think you work for State Farm.
1: Because <laughs> uh-huh.
0: it was like a State Farm. He had State yeah. Farm on the shirt. So I'm like, okay. or to your point, if it didn't have State Farm, either you work for Target or <laughs> you work for State Farm. Like, what is this, right? Um, yeah. Even when people do Friday, like, mm-hmm. if you had on a flannel shirt and stuff, like streetwear and stuff like that is in again. Yeah. I ain't gonna think nothing of it, bro. But until you lean to the side and got Smokey sitting mm-hmm. beside you with the all blue and the gold chain, yeah,
1: yeah I don't yeah.
0: know. So I, that's my that's my only gripe. Like, I feel like the culturally relevant joints
1: mm-hmm.
0: has to be in context. Unless it's yeah. like significantly culturally relevant, like mm-hmm. you know uh, what's his name, um, the the pimp Martin played in, in his in his TV show, Jerome. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if if you yeah. came with the with the velour shorts and the goals and Jerry Curl, I know you Jerome. Yeah, right. But that mm-hmm. but that's so distinct. It's so yeah. distinct. Dressing up like Craig for Friday, is just probably your normal yeah. Friday outfit. So yeah.
2: what do you think about like a NWA like uh outfit? I think like
0: that a- I think that you could pull it because you because you get because. The most recognizable – you got to be Easy e though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jerry Curl. I mean, to,
0: to be – yeah, to be recognized. If you came in there yeah, like Dre, yeah. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> but if you came yeah. in there with, like, the jacket and the Jerry Curl and the hat and the – yeah, mm-hmm. I know that. Or, like, Flavor Flav. I think he's one where you can dress down. But when you put on the clock, mm-hmm. you get some goals, yeah, it's going to give it, it away. But if you mm-hmm. just, like, I'm Chris Brown from, um, yeah – like what <laughs> or ursha <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like or you gotta be like halle bear from Bats. you know what I'm saying? it gotta be like yeah. you gotta yeah. be a character a
2: character, character. Be... yeah yeah yeah
0: you just can't be, you just can't be winning houston way to xl like what you can't <laughs> otherwise you're gonna look like you're just going to a 90s party you know what i'm saying it gotta, yeah, be, yeah. Distinct. It gotta be distinct
2: gotta yeah. be so anyway yeah so that'd be fun so next And year. so
0: that's gotta be your rule bro you gotta tell the girls if y'all gonna yeah. do it make sure it's a reckon i mean they gonna do what they want to do yeah. But try to encourage the girls to have a recognizable character.
2: <laughs> Please. Please do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got we got here, but the song of the week is this Christmas. <laughs> uh we'll we'll find out what version to use. Um, because clearly Pat, does Patty Lib have a this Christmas version? I don't know.
0: Patty Bell has a Christmas album, and I will okay. not disrespect her <laughs> by talking about that album because and it's not one I would recommend. So with that being said, uh, understood and accepted. Yes, real fast. Yes. You brought up music and my mind is turning. How excited are you from scale one to ten about Brandy's Christmas
2: album? Uh, eight. Okay. Um, I I, I really want to see the, the track Where's list. the
0: other two points?
2: Okay. Is is that I don't know what the track list is, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid that she's going to try to give us some originals, mm. and we don't want originals on Christmas. I think music. originals are coming. I saw I saw a clip on um, TikTok. Okay. Now we'll say
0: this. In the background it was one I think it was the Chestnuts was an open fire. It was one of the one of the classics she was like singing down. And I was yeah. like okay. Now she gives us 10 of these but when they but yeah. it was like one I have to find it. But it was a guy like ordering the tra- putting the track list in order mm-hmm. and I saw some recognizable songs. I saw some new ones. Um, and you know how I feel about Brandy's personal music. So yeah. I am probably not here for the new ones. Mm-hmm. But for the original for the classics that she put her spin on, Brandy sings down. Yeah. Excited about those. Yeah. So I'm probably with you about seven and a half, eight yeah. as well. It, I'm gonna give it a I, try.
2: Cause I do I enjoy I I enjoy I'm not saying enjoy it, but we do road trips for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I, I have my Christmas albums that I put on the rotation. So if yeah. she gives us if it saves us 10 songs mm-hmm. and seven of them are classics, mm-hmm. then it's probably gonna make oh, the that's solid. rotation. That's solid. Because I just I just want the classic. I just want your rendition. Mm-hmm. of Silent Night or I don't care whatever it is when to he hear yeah. your voice on that song CeeLo did a great job of giving us what we want classics yeah but you know who did a few originals mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was that probably the same ratio
0: you just said 7 to 3 or maybe 8 to 2 PJ Morton
1: he oh, had yeah, like
0: yeah. he had like 2 or 3 originals on there but they hit mm-hmm. they, they did they did the what they were supposed to do
2: Yolanda is that
1: original? Yolanda,
0: I, I, it ain't a if it's not an original, it's definitely not one of the classic classics.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
0: let me let me take that back. If they're if the two or three I'm thinking of are not like originals, mm-hmm. they're not the Christmas Kim classics.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: I was okay with that. I was yeah, okay with, with that. Yeah. yeah. Give me bounce bounce for Christmas is ugh, Oh, like- Watch McCall maybe had one or two originals too. I think John Legend had one or two on his cuz that Yeah. outside of this purgatory he sits in, mm-hmm. that Christmas album.
2: Yeah, it was solid. I was With solid Christmas kiss. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. All right, yeah.
0: well, but that big Santa didn't accept it. Um, yes, Brian. Let's get ready to the, go to the Blessed Report. Uh,
2: let's do it. Yep. In the midst of
1: yeah. In the midst of
2: Alright, we're here at the Blessed Report, we shout out black folks doing great black things, and Josh and I don't just celebrate black people during Black History Month and Juneteenth, we celebrate black folks and support black business all year round, 365, uh, 24-7, that's what we do, and this week for the Blessed Report, I'm sure you already know that the Bless Up, not the Bless Up, excuse me, the Jigsaw is a Issa Rae stan account, so mm. we are going to celebrate um, and bless up Issa Rae with Vera, uh, oh, excuse me Vera, uh, Ray Wines. Vera is great, though. Vera, I, I, when I first thought it was Vera Ray, I said Vera, I said, that's a black name for a wine. I, I grew up with a Miss Vera in my life, so that, <laughs> I like that, Brian, go ahead. Um, so, uh, created by the award-winning actor and entrepreneur, Issa Ray, uh, Ray, uh is, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, Bayer Ray is a celebration of joy and staying ready to turn up, uh, turn any moment into a celebration. Uh, Vire Prosecco is a sparkling white wine, perfect for those candid, unfiltered moments with family and friends. So, we're coming to the holiday season. You know, the girls and the boys love the drink. So, you know, mm-hmm. add the Prosecco mm-hmm. to your, um, your, your pat, your cabinet, wherever you have your, your drinks at. And you can find it at the nearest liquor store. But, mm-hmm. you know, the store that we love the most that loves black people is Target. You can find it at any Target nationwide. And Target loves us. Target, lo- Target, Target, Target—they uh, love Target. black people back. I, I, let me see if I can say this. Even if behind the scenes, Target don't care about black people, you niggas, You cannot tell between Target and Ben and Jerry's. We know you what corporations got our back. <laughs> like, like you can't. They can be cussing this out in their boardrooms. They, we cannot tell in the, on the shelves on the the, the products, the, the the where they put their money at. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's it's, it's 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 not there. just black
0: folk they had like a like when they did hispanic heritage month they had a whole activation um uh, for the lgbtq plus community i mean they really and then on top of that i think they double down on mm-hmm. the black community the by black yeah. sections the um they're um sponsoring a podcast about black intersectionality yeah that they do every year like they really do they and this and this this is being like a lot of people have pulled out since the George Floyd moment. They've yep. been consistent,
2: mm-hmm. and I'm talking about like initiative yep. after initiative after initiative. Yep. So shout,
0: shout out Target, shout out Isla Rae.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Target, and I'm gonna say this about Target is, especially in this time in the season where, um, they've been they've been kind of digging in just just inclusion and in, and in all that kind of stuff just across sure. the board, even with the um Pride stuff where they've been getting a lot of flack them niggas haven't, they haven't stepped away. They, they haven't like, said, you know what? They're not taking it down. We're not doing that. And, yeah. I, and I applaud them for that, like to the fact of, um, granted, because we all know and we all love, we have family members that we appreciate, the people in our community, loved ones who are part of the the community, um, and we respect and value the people who are part of the community. So it's the idea of, like, if if they're willing to, to step back from people we do love and appreciate, like what are they willing mm-hmm. to do with other Mm -hmm. you know marginalized you know communities right so shout out to target for that um you know we can go the whole thing about you know religion and all that kind of stuff about you know views on on the community right but um shout out to target for for, the standing 10 toes down stock prices and all that kind of stuff went down y'all still dug in y'all still didn't fold so shout out to y'all on that um and um that's that. So you can find Issa Ray's wine at uh, Viarae.com dot or on IG at Viarae wines. That's V I A R A E W I N E S on IG. Okay. Yeah. Um, rest up. <coughs> My God. Um. So as far as prominent, major, black, iconic figures, yes. I. Don't think we had anybody to pass away. We did not.
0: I will say, my dad texted me and made sure said, "Did y'all shout out Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft?" As if I didn't oh, know did. who he was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, Father." He said, "Okay," because I'm like one episode behind, but I wanted to check. I said, right, "We did it. <laughs> we oh, did." We, it. So we. our elders are listening, and they want to make sure. <laughs>
2: That we include their, that we are going to include their superstars. Listen, listen. The young people the youngest may not know who they are, but we yeah. at least we know. We, <laughs> we know. know. We know who the people are, and we're going to celebrate mm. our black icons and legends. Uh, but this week, um, this is not on the rest up. Yes, this is on the is the bereavement. What, what, what kind of what what list do we put these people on? Just the bereavement, the obituary. That they call obituary. It, okay. that what they call it in the newspaper, <laughs> the obituary. <laughs> um. So. Um. Uh, well-known person um and mainly because um there was a show that came out in the early 90s Mm -hmm. uh that had um four black women two black men lived in new york Mm -hmm. did all the things had all the times young Mm -hmm. black entrepreneurs and you know actresses and stylists and you know Mm-hmm. stockbrokers, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. they had a it was a great show great family
1: mm-hmm. um, and they were living single even they
2: were living single <laughs> doing all the things living in new york living single living single um, <laughs> then all of a sudden on the mm-hmm. same network if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. another show pops up mm-hmm. they changed a little the dynamics mm-hmm. still live in New York one of the dynamics um, was a major change was- <laughs> <laughs> um three women and they Added a man in there. So it's three women, three men. Mm-hmm. Um, took Stealing a woman in New York. Added a man. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> not as successful. If we just be, if we be honest. Even though one person wanted to be an actor, just like somebody else. And mm-hmm. they tried to mirror some of the things, but not as mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Um, but then also think about the fact that they made Rachel like work for like Ralph Lauren, like a stylist kind of thing, kind of like Regine. See, mm, it was a random career shift, too. Um,
0: and she wasn't fashionable,
2: wasn't. Um, only four <laughs> black people were ever on the show, um, as far as in speaking roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show is for the, I'm familiar with the Friends, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, um, a stolen concept from Living Single. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. We're, we're being mm-hmm. honest, we're honest. Um, and even one of the characters on the show said, man, I wish we had a black show like like Friends. And then the people read him for filth and was like, "Um, nigga, it was. It was called Living Single. And then they didn't get the, the money that y'all got. So yeah. I think they hit out there. <laughs> but one of the characters, um, yes. uh, uh, Chandler Bing, which was played by Matthew Perry. Yeah. Um, he passed away uh, a few days ago. My God. So... We are, you know, the obituary. I'm not going to go through all his his accolades or whatever. I yeah. just, you know, he had a successful career. He did. He did have a successful he career. He did the things. Yeah, um, acted on the shows and on the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, had some challenges throughout, you know, life, but he breaked it up uh, with the friends. Friends, they got paid on that show a they lot of money. Paid. A lot of wasn't like a million, a million episode. It was like at least a million <clears throat> episode. Yeah. It was. It was. They was getting paid. Um. So unlike living single, who which it didn't get the money that they deserve, um, friends did get that the money that they. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying they deserve, but the money that they you know got. Um, but yeah, so Matthew Perry passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Rest up to not rest up. Um, thoughts and prayers up, family. Thoughts prayers up. Prayers. Prayers up thoughts and prayers to and, yeah. um, and bless up living single. Um, Sinclair, Regine, uh, <laughs> Khadija, <laughs> Maxine Shaw, attorney at Law, the Maverick, mm-hmm. uh, Overton, Wakefield Jones, shout out to you, and Kyle Barker. And Kyle Barker. never need to hear sing Another Day in Our Life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, My Fully Valentine's, Give wop wop, 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 none of the things. Um, so, that's that. That's our bless-up, bless-up Issa Ray. I do have one thing I
0: want to do in honor okay. of um, Mr. Bing.
2: <clears throat> okay, go for it.
0: See, no one told your life was going to be this way. <laughs> your life's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's D-O-A.
2: This is a, a tough song.
0: <laughs> it's like you're always stuck in second Second gear.
1: gear.
0: And when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but... I'll be there for you when the rain like worship starts song. to pour. Kind of like worship song. <laughs> I'll be there for you like I've been there before. I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Ooh. Now, I ain't gonna hold you. That theme song hit. <laughs>
2: it, it hit though. It, I like that. I'm theme not gonna song. Wanna... <laughs> It was a solid show though too. I'm not gonna hold you.
0: And here's the the show wasn't terrible. It's just as I got older and learned the fact that it was a stolen concept.
2: Yeah, I didn't know. And
0: the fact that Living Single is my favorite show of all time, it made me side eye Mm -hmm. them even harder. And when that one character came out and said, "I wish we had," it just made me double down. But yeah, I've watched Friends. Mainly, I'm gonna tell you, give you this though. I Mm wasn't watching Friends because I wanted to watch Friends. Mm -hmm. I watched Friends because it came on Nick at Night. And it wasn't nothing else on.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because now in the today just of things, we have Knight. so
0: many options. Mm-hmm. But when Nick, but like, but it was a, it was a syndication before it even went off the air. Mm-hmm. So like, I would catch it at random times when yeah. nothing else was on, and I began to just yeah, watch Friends. True. And it was yeah, it, you go to sleep, it. you see episodes and whatever, and you just kind of see it. So yeah, it wasn't like my show, but like Mm-mm. it was on. It's Kind of like House of Pain. Used to come on when I was getting ready for school, uh, like in college. It would mm-hmm. just be on. Like I would just be yeah. some on, and yeah. that's how I saw many of the episodes. Not because I wanted to, because yeah. quite literally, it was either Good Morning America, mm-hmm. BBC, mm. or House of Pain. Yes.
1: <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you it know? is what
2: it is. It is what it is. We can get it right to the the weather the weather channel. See,
0: like, see, I would turn my TV off while I do that because <laughs> I can't.
2: <laughs> I can't the weather channel.
1: Oh, I used
0: to now when I was in school. I used to get ready to Seventh Heaven,
2: and that
1: Boy, that white
0: true. mess, just almost had me late for school. I'd be like, "Oh wait, this is some good stuff."
2: There's a dude on TikTok. I can't think of his name. He's on Instagram too, where he like goes back and rewatches like Seventh Heaven shows mm-hmm. and like breaks down how ridiculous they were. They, uh, it's funny. It was a, a soap opera. We didn't even know it. <laughs> All right. So
0: let's skip on through Central Park, get us some coffee, and head on to the um, billboard. Good one, good one. <laughs> let's do that. Keith, Atlanta. Yes. Let me just say this. If you live in Atlanta, you frequent Atlanta, you're mm-hmm. from Atlanta, you do know sure. that one thing Atlanta has is an option of cultural experiences. Yes. My biggest critique about those culture experiences, and if you're from Atlanta, you could be mad, but it's true. There's not a lot that's unique culturally. I'm gonna yeah. say it. food culture. I'm gonna say it specifically yeah. to Atlanta. Like Atlanta has some things cultural that is unique about them. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they like tea. That is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That voice is Atlanta, right? <laughs> um, when people talk about the old Atlanta, Fila, yeah. you know, forever I love Atlanta. There are some things underground, like there are some things that are culturally Atlanta. Like if you come to Atlanta, you want to see this, you want yeah. to do that. But there's also some things to in my perspective, like if you go to, whether you agree with Memphis has the best barbecue or not, you go to Memphis, you're going to think about barbecue. Yeah. You go to New York, pizza. You go to Chicago, deep dish pizza. You go to Buffalo, Buffalo wings, right? Mm-hmm. There's just some places you go to and you want that food. California, it ain't Mexico, but I want a taco, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. there's some places you yeah, go yeah, to. Yeah, 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 makes sense. You're going, you're going to get to things. Atlanta, people say wings, but it's really American Deli and I can't count that for y'all. Because <laughs> that is a chain and the American Deli has decent wings. Mm-hmm. Like it's not anything unique to Atlanta. Now wing culture probably is big here, but there's yeah. no one spot that's like, oh my God. Regardless of that, Atlanta also has a ton of restaurants, yeah. many of them being black owned, because <laughs> Atlanta is like one of the black meccas, right? You think yeah, of black folk, yeah. you think of Atlanta, you think of the the top, the big cities in Texas, Houston, Dallas, right? Yeah um, you think of DC, Detroit. Chicago, Detroit, <clears throat> you know, what I'm saying like major cities, right? And you know, yeah. we, we got some other cities that's predominantly black, but those are the ones that come to your brain. That's what yeah. that's where the black folk are, right? And because of that, black folk also enjoy a certain kind of experience. When we go out yeah. to places, we like music, we like good food, we like good mm-hmm. vibes. And over the years, right, uh, some of these restaurants has taken advantage. Mm-hmm. I would say, I'm not going to say that all black businesses are bad or things like that, but particularly some of the black businesses have taken advantage of this kind of robust food culture so while the food culture is not unique they've taken advantage of the fact that atlanta thrives off brunch right Mm -hmm. atlanta loves a good hookah situation right all the things that come with the vibes that come with these places and because of that a lot of restaurants low-key operate as clubs yeah lowest of keys Mm because if you look because you go to somebody like boogaloo if you go to boogaloo's website that they haven't updated, they probably should, it's listed <laughs> as a restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is
0: no one's restaurant, right? <laughs> Which means that the original intent probably was just to be a Black-owned, nice establishment, but as culture shifted so that their operating model, right? And with any business, Brian, I'm going somewhere, if y'all let it, me get here. No, no cook, <laughs> and with, And with any business, you know that there are rules. There are sometimes the way that people operate. I remember even growing up, Back in Memphis, Jillians. I don't know if y'all had a Jillians in California, but it ain't number. Oh. It ain't number the Dave and Buster's. Okay, but you it call it Jillians. Jillian used to have a thing. No, no sagging. No grap- up, seeing graphic tees.
1: No okay. hats.
0: Right. That's fair. So That's you fair. know, and I know. So I, and you've been to Eclipse de Luna before. Yep. We've been there together actually. Mm-hmm. Eclipse de Luna to this day, no major dress code, but you can't wear a hat in that establishment. Right. Just mm-hmm. kind of is what it is. So certain restaurants have certain rules, certain operations. They don't they, you know, we don't we don't take parties over this size. And if we do, there's going to be this blase, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Going back to that Atlanta thing, taking advantage is that yeah. there are many restaurants and establishments who have taken that kind of this is just kind of maybe our house rules to yeah. another level. Yeah. Um, And I'm talking about not just a dress code, which is, you know depending on how extreme it is, I'm cool with, yeah. but I'm talking about no parties over
1: five,
0: Yeah. um, 18% gratuity regardless of how much you spend. Um, no, no, no. And I'm not, I'm talking about none downtown restaurants, valet parking only, uh, <laughs> uh, reservations only, which depending on like demand, yeah. maybe I can get with. Right. Right. um, you know hookah everywhere and i'm not i'm not mad at hookah i just feel like why am i getting hookah at like a chipotle style restaurant this is extreme yeah uh <laughs> you know uh neon lights everywhere a dj everywhere you know what i'm saying and again i love yeah. a good dj i love a good vibe but like my God, I just wanted some, I just wanted a steak. Um, so like <laughs> the, the vibe and the and everything that goes into it. And then on top of that, it's like, you can't call in this. You can't show up here. If you 10 minutes late, we are going to get rid of your table, but you but you were 15 minutes late, seat me at my reservation. Like, all these different- My reservation all these was at ten ten, and you right, seat me at right. 11 o'clock. Some close. of them, they ran out of food, or you got an expensive price point, but you're sitting me at like car tables with plasticware. Like there's yeah. so many things, right? Yeah. And I'm talking yeah. about yeah. reputable- Cook. Reputable Atlanta businesses and Talk restaurants And I'm not just talking about Black owned I'm talking about the rules that are here. And I think that the more restaurants that open The more that this becomes a standard and a norm And people mm-hmm. feel like this is the way that we have to operate Which yeah. is not true mm-hmm. But that is how it's happened Given you all that to understand Instagram food critic Keith Lee If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with him He's based in the Las Vegas, Nevada area yeah. And I think he went I didn't I didn't follow the beginning of your journey before to understand that he built this massive following and part of the way he built it was going around to Nevada restaurants and trying food and because people fell in love with him when he gave it a good rating people would go and flood it and those businesses would experience
1: a yeah. huge boom yeah a
0: huge Crazy. boom and and from what other people have even said it wasn't Keith Lee just Saying it's good to be good, like people are like, no, this food is real. because how many restaurants, Brian, maybe back home, or even in Atlanta, have you patron that don't have a big crowd, but their food is great? Oh, yeah. Like, like plenty. I've been to some places like that, right? I'm not a I'm not a guy online that's gonna talk about my food, but I think we mentioned this last week. Like, I'm not a restaurant snob, I'm a food snob. So yeah. like I just want good food. So if it's in the hood, yeah. even if don't nobody really go like that, I don't care if it's good and it's fresh, yeah, I'ma eat.
2: Yeah, right? right.
0: Regardless. And I think mm-hmm. that's how Keith Lee was. So, again, he built his following. He built his following. And now, I don't know if he's doing this purposefully. I don't know why he's in Atlanta, but for whatever reason, he came to Atlanta. He might be coming to Atlanta. I think it's a great idea to yeah. go to different cities and mm-hmm. expand yeah. that, that reach in that market. So, if that's the case, he came to Atlanta as one of his first destinations.
1: Yeah.
0: And people have been saying Keith coming to Atlanta, Atlanta restaurant should have been ready. But, like, no, do you? Don't prepare,
1: yeah, because to no. me, that's
0: an inauthentic experience, right? Yep. And because you, even if you did prepare, you never know if the man is going to come to your restaurant or not, mm-hmm. so you, you could just have an off day and because he understands who he is, he's sending his sister, his wife, mm-hmm. his mama, all of them in the restaurant so y'all ain't even... Them. And the other thing about Keith Lee that I don't think people know about, too, because of his now fame, he's calling in a lot of his orders, even mm-hmm. in Nevada, because he don't want... To be treated differently. He don't want the food to be extra good just because yeah. he pops up. What he's found out in Atlanta, Brian, is that you can't call in no orders. Mm-mm. You got to go through <laughs> DoorDash only. And mm-hmm. even when you go through DoorDash, that don't mean you're gonna get your food. Yep. And then when you and then on top of it, you spend spending extreme prices on small amounts of food. Yep. And you're getting gratuity on anything, 18% gratuity, even when it's takeout, right? Yeah, all these which different kind wild. of things, which is wild. Like I'm the guy, I will tip during takeout, but you're not getting 18-20. You'll get 18-20% no, you out anything. of me if I sit at the table, but you literally just, you might not even bag my food. You're probably just checking me out. And yeah. that's really it. So I'm, I might give you like, it might, for me, it might be the standard five bucks. It's like, here you go. Thanks. But I'm not mm-hmm. paying you $40, you know what I'm saying? Because you gave me my food and some takeout bags. Right. And that's, then when I check yeah. it, I ain't even got no utensils. Like-
2: or sauce, you know what I'm like? saying? It'd be wild. Or sauce
0: or anything, right? <laughs> napkins, um, like just... napkins, nothing. So, and again, this is not an excuse not to tip, but this is some of the things that's true to Atlanta culture. So, he went to a place called the Real Milk and Honey. hmm. Went to a place called the Real Milk and Honey. And he had that same experience. He couldn't get food. Um, they weren't, well, to his, to his, um, to his, um, what is the word? To his, Um, credit, he said that the people who told them about the rules and stuff were very nice. But it Mm -hmm. was just the fact that he couldn't get food because he got there at 4. You couldn't call in, so they went through DoorDash. DoorDash said they was closed. He got there. People were still there. He said people were inside getting their food. He didn't know whether or not um, the people had already been there they were just walking in. He said that. So eventually, he walked in. When they recognized who he was, they was ready to roll out the carpet. He was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm good. Right. <laughs> I just right. wanted to let y'all know ABC 123. So just to give you um just an idea of they may have taken their rules down, because I'm on their website and I don't see them anymore.
1: because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: I wanted to give you an uh, a look at the rules that they have on their website, which is pretty extensive. Um it's pretty extensive, but it goes to things like basically you can't have any any fr- any parties over four. Um, but there's an automatic gratuity on parties greater than five. I'm like that contradicts what? itself. <laughs> what? Um and then and here's the one rule that I will agree with if you're a very popular restaurant. Yeah. Um, the 90 minute table rule. Because you know, mm-hmm. black folk, yeah, we will, we will sit and we'll, linger. Yeah, we'll sit. Without so I agree with that because if you're super, super busy then 90 minutes is a lot of time for you to yeah. eat, especially if the food service... And But that also means that your food service needs to be relatively quick, too,
1: right? because now you're right.
0: taking from people's experience. But the food service is good. It people to order it in advance. And you get a whole almost... You get an hour and a half yeah. to talk, chill, dance, whatever comes with that vibe, and then move on. And when those hours are slower, then maybe you can stay for two, three hours if that's your choice. But during prime time, I get it. 90 yeah. minutes, going on about your business. Anyway... Keith Lee did that.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: told it very honest. He didn't degrade them. He just said, what yeah. happened? They respond on social media and said, did you see this from Keith Lee? The owner's like, who is Keith Lee? And I guess I'm assuming it's their daughter. And the video mm-hmm. was like, that you know who Keith Lee is? He's like, no. Okay. So they played it to the left. And then on top of that bride, mm-hmm. there was a one of the Milk and Honey alleged managers, because mm-hmm. that's her handle on TikTok, went in the comments and said, so y'all going to let a dude who autistic tell y'all where to eat? Girl, be for real. It's only TikTok. Mm. So not only mm. did you dismiss this man's mm. honest experience, you one of the people who allegedly represents you also became had a very ableist comment. Mm. What does autism have to do with my experience of a restaurant? Right. If I like the food, I like the food. or well, If I had a bad experience, I had a bad experience. It had nothing to do with any alleged autism. So I yeah. give you all of that so for you to now enter the chat, right? Because I want to mm-hmm. set the people up, yeah, and talk about what do you do you think Keith Leeds. Interest into Atlanta is gonna change the game. Is this an isolated event? You know, people will be like, we don't care. Like, what do you think this is gonna do? <sighs>
2: it's it's twofold. Like, people that really care are going are gonna switch up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's really exposing like legit culture. Like, there's another mm-hmm. clip that was floating around where people have been waiting for tables. He pulls up, he walks in and 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 they realize it's him, and all of a sudden they find room for him, to, him and his family to sit. And he's like, nah, like they've been waiting, they've been waiting, they've been waiting. Like, you can't just find a mm-hmm. spot for me and all these people have been waiting. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. And he mm-hmm. left. So, stuff like that is like, y- y'all don't really, Atlanta's a place where it's weird because, it, let me like say this, it's a very celebrity town. Yep. So, we see celebrity and we see famous people all the time to where we have this attitude of like, nigga, we all the same. Atlanta's basically a, we all the same. Nigga, we don't care about your city, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that translates also to like the 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 food culture because it's kind of like we doing y'all a favor, giving y'all this this restaurant to come to, and the restaurants have this attitude of like we're doing y'all a favor, like instead of like no, we're doing not. y'all a favor by coming to the restaurant. Oftentimes the food is subpar, and most Some... cases we're really. Whew, and, and we're paying for the environment. You know what I'm saying? We're paying for the vibe. And sometimes the vibe ain't really the vibe. The vibe is who could, a, a DJ. And a, and a bottle service. So like, don't need the DJ service. is me,
0: right. it takes it down. It's like, why am I here?
2: <laughs> we don't need sparklers walking out of the room, in the room with a bottle and a sign at during mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one o'clock on a Sunday. Like, we don't need mm-hmm. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we're getting upcharged for for that. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Keith Lee. Atlanta definitely has its issues and its problems. Um, you know, I love Atlanta. It's, yeah, there's so much wrong with Atlanta. We talk about TSA, we talk about traffic, we talk about any oh, picture TSA. of the city. Yeah, we talk about that. There's so much wrong with Atlanta. I love Atlanta though, because Atlanta, you know, I grew up in Atlanta in terms of like I came here as a, as a young teenager, not a young teenager, mm-hmm. early like late teens, like 19. I came here in 18, 19. Mm-hmm. I've been here, so I grew up as a man in Atlanta, so I love Atlanta. But there's so much wrong in Atlanta, and this Keith Lee coming to the restaurants and exposing this stuff. If people want to do right, like y'all should listen to what he's saying, get rid of these stupid rules, um, or us patrons should just stop going to these places. You know what I'm saying? I I agree because we're putting percent. up with it. We're yeah, putting up with we, it,
0: and we're and we're we're making them like we complain, but then like you said, we keep going back. So. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I know personally, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with bottle service. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the hookah and the thing. It's just like me personally, I don't care. I'm not a hookah smoker. So I don't care that there's hookah on the menu or not. Uh, There are some times as well where I'm just like, but why are we hookahing? Like this ain't even like a, like this is legit like a, you know a black on red lobster why like i don't want right. at juicy crab like why you <laughs> don't need it it's not you necessary saying? i got butter and oil on my fingers <laughs> why yeah. i can't even hold a hookah right. stick um right. so that's what they did on top of that bottle service is a jip anyway because yeah. that same bottle that's three four hundred dollars mm-hmm. is legit 50 bucks yeah at your local liquor store like without a doubt i mean i, yeah. I get that we got to make a profit but here's the other thing too and this ain't a restaurant. This is for all restaurants and lounges. Yeah. Do this. Like, y'all not only upcharge us, but y'all also get that stuff wholesale a lot of times. Yeah. So you're paying yeah. even less than the $50 per bottle that the average person yeah. just going to the store and getting. You might be getting that for like 30 bucks, And you didn't charge yeah. somebody $300 for a bottle of Tito's. Yeah. Like, bottom tier vodka, you know, yes. some Hennessy, $500. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Hennessy yeah. like, can probably start my car. That stuff is nasty, and you, negroes, yeah. love it. But <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, right. if that's your drink of choice, but you, but and that's the thing. And Like you said, we keep going and doing yeah. it, and we think we balling. And to some regard, if you want a certain type of experience, yes, you're gonna pay for a certain type of experience. But yeah. at the same time, it's like I'm the kind of person. I'm not giving you five hundred dollars for a bottle of Casamigas. Are you crazy? Not a chance. Are you cra- five hundred? Not a chance, bro you're lucky i'm buying this craft cocktail or maybe this glass of wine because i just want you know i just want it right. But we're paying but 20 for a cocktail you know what i'm saying and that's just because i just maybe <laughs> want it with my dinner or something but i'm not giving you all this for a bottle needless to say keith lee from all the atlanta reviews i've seen has been so consistent with his like yes. positive attitude yeah he legit yeah. just said this is what i tried to go here and this mm-hmm. is what happened. And he yeah. was even nice enough to say when they told me their rules, they were actually nice. They weren't mean. I yeah, just he just was like, rules. he was like, it's just a rules. So so he was so he even said, like, this is not an excuse for y'all to get on social media and drag these people, blase, blase, blase. He said, if the rules ain't for you, the rules ain't for you. That's the that's the lesson. If yeah. we gonna complain about it to Brian's point, then stop yeah. going. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: because here's the other thing. When you tell me you don't take reservations and you know you got a two, three hour wait. You enjoy this. You enjoy this drama. Yes, you do. You enjoy and this you drama. Like, you like the line outside. You like the line. Like at the. It's one thing like when Candy had a two-hour wait, but Candy was also having reservations. And Candy also had one location. Candy mm-hmm. also was brand new. You go to yeah. OLG now, you can get a table. Yeah. One, because the hype is gone and the food
2: yeah. is mid.
0: Um. <laughs> but also she has like three or four locations now so you're not everybody's yeah. not concentrated in one spot but as i will say when i understood even with the two-hour wait that was that was it was reservation based so that was people who was coming trying to just get in people who had reservations yeah. showed up maybe waited 15 20 minutes and got their table right but if yeah. you don't even take reservation you just like it's a three-hour wait you enjoy that drama you do you enjoy that drama and then you serve in like Lukewarm waffles and chicken that ain't even battered well mm-hmm. that ain't good season like you know what I'm like, saying because I've heard I've yeah. been to the real making honey the food is ok it's just okay it's yeah. not and then it's up price you talking about a thirty dollar chicken and waffle plate I can get a pack of chicken like people talk about and a box of waffle mix so or whatever right people talk about <laughs> groceries so expensive and groceries are expensive but if I went and recreated that meal I get a family mm-hmm. pack of chicken for twenty dollars yeah. a box of waffle mix but like five and feed my whole family versus a $30 mm-hmm. plate for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Go get Issa yeah. Rae's um, Prosecco for another $30, $40. <laughs> Buy some orange juice, right. And I done spent 80 bucks and I didn't fed four or five people versus me and Asher yeah. both get that, that $60. We ain't got nothing to drink yet. That ain't yeah. the 18% the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, Yeah. and again, we pay for convenience. But what I will say is that Atlanta restaurants, I do hope that I don't know that this is going to change the Atlanta restaurant industry. I don't think it's going to do mm. that. But what I do mm. hope is that a few of y'all wake up and was like, you know what? As the young folk are saying, no, we got to get on that Zoom. We got to get our <laughs> stuff
2: together. Yeah, get on it.
0: <laughs> get on your Zoom. Get your stuff together. And I hope Keith Lee goes to a few others. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about another few others and really just dig into that culture. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just hate that
2: it, it blew up so quickly. Um, because I feel like there, like you said, some other places that I, I want them to be caught unaware, as the scripture talk about, like.
0: But they are going to be. I feel yeah. it because it's the thing. It's all, like the scripture said, they don't know the day are the hour because uh, Keith Lee is literally just he, pulling he, up. He Jesus. He, <laughs> well, I ain't say all that, but he he, he, he pulling up, he's pulling up, and the thing he's trying to call in, and he's sending his family in. So mm-hmm. unless you like vividly remember what his wife and sister and all of them look like, you're gonna yeah. be like they go. They gonna treat them like anybody else. And that's yeah. his secret right now. That's his secret sauce right now.
2: Mm-hmm. This so might anyway. be the time to go to restaurants, though. In Atlanta, this might be the time to go to restaurants right now in Atlanta. You might get, you the be, you <laughs> get the best service ever. You'll get the best service ever because they just don't know who
0: you are. You could be – I could be Keith Lee Cousin. All right, call, in now.
2: call a in now. Do reservation now.
0: Call me now! Um <laughs> – Speaking of people who are blowing up, Terrell, (coughs) um, guys, if you watch watch the Terrell show, Terrell Mm -hmm. is, he's the infamous blue wall. He's been interviewing or has interviewed for a few years now. Some really uh, prominent people, some rising people, some emerging people. And um, he says in an interview that it's not a show about music. It is a show about me and this other person having a conversation. He was like, and if y'all don't ever watch. I'm having the time of my life, right? But because he's a music head, he plays the game that's a, what is the game called? Um,
2: The the 11 Seconds thing where they got 11
0: Seconds. I forget what he calls it. Name that song. Basically, you got to name that song. So you can say, um, you can sing, he gives you a word. You can sing a song with any, um, with the word in the title or the lyrics. And then you get it. Now, a lot of us who love music probably think we can do well because I be listening, I be watching and be like, oh, I be thinking of something. But I'm almost sure like, like anything in the moment, you might get stuck. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he built a huge audience, a huge following based on that concept. He's branched out on some other things. Yeah. Um, but what I've loved about him more recently in his rise that he's had some big folk. Like recently yeah. he had like Lettucey, um in some previous seasons. He's had uh, Mario, who was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just
2: watched that one recently.
0: Yeah, he's had um The Clarks. Uh, Ma- the, Maddie's the, girls, uh, the Clarks, and now he's just had Dorinda by herself. Woo, he's had Kiara. um he's had Samara Joy. Uh, I mean, just I mean, just. I mean, Samote has been on there. Shout out, Samo. Yeah, um, just had some people, but recently it started to get real interesting. He had oh, no. one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. On oh, the like, okay, Michelle.
1: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm.
0: it was uh, Latoya Luckett, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> it was Latavia Roberson, and that was like <laughs>
2: okay. And
0: mm-hmm. then, and then, because you know, you know Latavia, she lives on a bass. When she was on RBD, it was Atlanta. I kept asking her to sing. She kept singing, um, what is that song? Birds Flying High. You know how I feel. I was like, girl, out of all the songs, that's what you just had to say when they let you sing. Anyway, um, and then coming up this week, I believe, he's ending this season six
1: mm-hmm.
0: with Calandria. <laughs> rolling like Kelly so i'm just like these are four mm-hmm. of the destiny's children two mm-hmm. of the more re- of the the recent ones yeah. and two of the former no
2: fairer <laughs> and cuz uh, she don't deserve,
0: she don't deserve the thing she's still at the southwest counter air train <laughs> even look at that look
2: Atlanta knows. They Ad probably Atlanta gave her AirTrain. They probably gave for her
0: AirTrain U ticket. It was a standby ticket at that. expert Now we do know Beyonce ain't coming to the Blue Wall. It's not happening. Beyonce. <laughs> she just talked to us for the first time a year when she announced her perfume, and that mm. was via a pre-recorded video. She's not going to the Blue Wall. <laughs> and I don't know. That's no. And that's no shade to Terrell. She's just not mm-hmm. doing it. But Brian.
2: Yeah. We're here.
0: I feel like this is this. I feel like this here. Is low key a, a press tour, and all the all the there's a here. whole bunch of Easter eggs coming. We are here. Uh, Beyonce just finished this tour. She's getting her break, mm-hmm. and she's about to release these girls. She's about to. She's Act the two. Avengers are assembling.
2: <laughs> I, I think we. I think we've been saying this. We've been saying this for the last two years. We've been saying this for the last two years. Just just so we can. We've been saying this for the yes. last two years. The Destiny's Children. Or on their way back? We've been saying yeah, On their way back. We've been saying it. We've been saying it. Been saying it. The tour is almost been here.
0: Been it. It's almost here. I think the only thing that's up for question is if it's brand new music, if the music is going to be DC 5 or DC 3. Mm. I feel like the tour is going to be 5.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel
0: like that's without a doubt. But is the new music going to be 5 or 3? That's, yeah. that's the only lingering question. That's the yeah. only lingering question. And now that they've yeah. reconciled I wouldn't be mad if it's, I wouldn't be surprised if it's all five on some new music. And I feel like Beyonce
2: probably ain't gonna even sing lead on a lot of songs like that. I feel like she's just gonna let them cook. But if you think about it, bro, like other than Latavia, let's just be honest, all of them have cooked solo. You know what I'm saying? They have, they have. They've done done their own. Latoya had a a hit album, you know what I'm saying? Like on her own self. Like she had her own lane. Like after coming out um uh, uh, c- coming out of the group after she did the whole try to do second group thing to try to do that didn't really work we, out
0: we, we, we don't we count that like we count fair
2: <laughs> we don't count it but Kelly has had a a good solo career absolutely um has done some great work as far as on the voice or x factor whatever those shows she's been on mm-hmm. um Michelle had a number one gospel hit mm-hmm. um Beyonce of course is a Beyonce but it they've all have done well on their own mhm Emma was on Broadway. You yeah, can't forget j- about that. Yeah, so they have all doing well on their own. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. Beyonce really don't have to be the Beyonce of Destiny Child of Destiny where Child. she had to sing every song. She's like going like to be everybody-
0: the Beyonce of Destiny Child, I think, still. But I feel Are, like it's oh going to yeah. be I feel like it's going to be so much more spread. Now here's going to be the thing though. Mm-hmm. What does that dynamic look like? Because who's th- I, who's th- still, th- I still th- th- I, <laughs> I'm about to, to, to check it right out of my mouth. Because Michelle Williams better cross every bridge on these songs. I don't. Nobody sings a bridge like Michelle Williams. Do you hear me? She, bridged Over Troubled Water, Michelle Williams. cater to you <laughs> is my favorite. Want to be alive, you <laughs>
1: yeah. That yeah.
0: thing is so good. So good. And I get the dough, I could be to myself. soul. And I got myself. <laughs> She's, that's not a, I ain't, Michelle ain't never went to a bridge she couldn't cross. Okay, Listen, she, so she, she, so you she, let Beyonce lead out. You give Latoya a verse. You give Kelly a verse. You let Michelle mm-hmm. cross that bridge, and you keep Latavia holding down that bottom note. And mm-hmm. we're gonna be, we gonna be,
2: <sighs> we gonna be it. And the thing is, I think we've been saying this: like you're not gonna be short on writers. You're not going to be short on producers. People are going to be probably willing to sell their children <laughs> to
0: write on this album. Right.
2: And, <laughs> and, and imagine, if they if they drop an album, let me just say this, if they drop an album randomly like Beyonce likes to do, you know, like A Thief in the Night, and all this time is a DC5 album and we knew nothing about it, I'm going to applaud all the NDAs that have been signed and all that kind of stuff because <laughs> we, we we it's been like the Easter eggs out there, but if they come out with an album and they just drop that whole... And then they go on tour. Like, bravo. Bravo. Here's the one thing, though, I'm going to put out there, Brian. What if what if they plan in our face? That would be hurtful. That, that would be hurtful, though. <laughs> what if they do us like Rihanna been doing the Navy? She <laughs> just playing in our face. Because
0: that is also a possibility. We could go another five five, ten years and not.
2: That is true. That is true.
0: <laughs> and it'll be nothing. That they'll, ju- they'll just keep hanging out and keep doing stuff. <laughs> We'd be like, it's coming.
2: That is true.
0: Coming. And then. And
2: nothing. 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 But I'm, ho- we- I'm
0: hoping against hope.
2: Yeah. Because we've been seeing it. Like, Beyonce's been shouting the girls out. Latoya and Latavia have been hanging out a little heavy. Michelle and Kelly have been hanging out heavy. Like, y'all been like y'all been doing a lot of playing. But- a lot of playing. And Beyonce, if nothing else, is
0: a very keen businesswoman. Mm -hmm. She also has proven to us several times that she has to have a a burner account because the way that she's on top of stuff in Mm -hmm. terms of culture and people who shout her out and people who do stuff, how she find these people who do her dances and stuff like either she got a burner account or she got an amazing research team. Yeah. So I believe that I say that to say Beyonce hears what the people be wanting.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. about 90% of the time she give it like, even with the visuals. She was like, You're the visuals. New- Little did we we thought it was Shade. Little did we know. She was being literal. You're gonna be in this movie. I'm gonna this make a lot of money visuals. off of you. This is the <laughs> this is the visual. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like she she hears the people. And um, so yeah, I feel like we need this. You know what's gonna happen too, though? What? going make this prediction. Okay. I'm gonna make this prediction. If they give us a DC5, Beyonce's Album of the Year is going to come through Destiny's Child. That would be something.
2: That would be something. Then th- the of flowers.
0: She's, she's had, to me, at least two records that should have been Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really care for Lemonade, Lemonade fit the Grammy-like mm-hmm. formula. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Renaissance fit. The formula. Right? And yeah. it was also a really amazing album and mm-hmm. just what it bro I was just in Marshall's yesterday and they had a whole section of sequence suits and dresses like silver
2: Oh, not, yeah. not,
0: not like the Crystal party stuff like the mm-hmm. metallic silver that is Beyonce
2: yeah
0: that ain't we ain't seen that no Zara got a whole sequence thing for me mm-hmm. like silver mm-hmm. right so anyway I feel I'm making I'm pushing you can time stamp it
1: I'm if they it, come stamp. out with an album yeah
0: that's gonna. That's where she's gonna get her her album of the year. Mm. I feel okay. like they're gonna sweep the Grammys.
2: They could, because it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a big song
0: day. of the year, album of the year, artist of the year, R and B group of the year, R and B performance. I feel like it's gonna be clean a, up. They gonna clean up, bro.
2: Yeah, they can clean up. Didn't they oh,
0: clean up with Survivor almost? Yeah, that maybe a couple. Maybe a couple ones they missed. Yeah,
2: that was a big album. Yeah.
0: <sighs> so anyway. That being said, understood and accepted. That's yeah. we don't need to talk about music. That being said, understood and accepted, um, we're gonna head on to the living room. Um, it's fall time. It's been fall for a it while. Is. Um, but you know, we're going into harvest season. This used to be I don't know, Brian, is Thanksgiving still your favorite holiday? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still it's,
2: It is. because um, I know you're
0: becoming a you're becoming a Christmas fanatic. So is
2: it, is it You know. <laughs> it's it just it just changed 'cause my daughter just loves the the, the, the Gotcha. But uh um, Okay but yeah, it's 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 shifting to where Now, what makes excites Brooklyn kind of makes me more excited. So you know, she don't care about food.
0: I love that. So get your eggnog, get your apple cider, get your dressing and turkey early, because we about to have this good conversation about the fall, about some fall cleaning and getting our houses in
2: order. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around. We are at the living room for those that are brand new to the show. This is the place and space where we give opportunity to learn, unlearn, uh, figure some things out. That's what we do. We're trying to figure things out, Uh, put some pieces together uh, and just get better at life. Uh, And that's what the living room is. So uh, this week we're talking about fall cleaning and, you know, kind of dealing with the physical, the emotional, the spiritual act, the thoughts of cleaning the things out. Uh, so just to kind of give some context, you're looking at the seasons, right? Uh, season is changing. Fall is here. Going from summer, you know, a, you know, hot month vacations and the things uh, and now kind of settling in uh, to fall. The leaves are coming down. The weather's cooling down. Uh, and actually the year is, is ending, right? So Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. do we deal with that? How do we deal with the seasonal changes? How do we deal with the transition uh, and all those things? I think fall is kind of the most significant transition uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, things falling away. As far as like getting rid, where I feel like spring is like growth. We're falling, oftentimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looked at as you know shedding. You know uh, what has happened. So, within that being said. Uh, let's just kind of deal with, you know, some, let's just kind of tap on some physical. What are some things in the house that you feel like, or some things around that some physical things that you want to kind of some clean out, uh, in your life?
0: So I'm literally, I'm sitting in my mm-hmm. office and l- my office is in the front of my home. Yeah. And near my front door, there are four bags mm-hmm. that's been sitting there for two weeks. Hmm. That's supposed to go to the goodwill, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to get those four bags out of my house. There are clothes <laughs> like we we did it, we we purged, and yeah. we just ain't made the time to go. So that's one mm-hmm. thing, and I might go through one more time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, and just do another clean sweep of some stuff that I was like, some stuff I was like, mm, I think I'm gonna keep this, and then get yeah. rid of it. So that's one thing, clothes, and like sometimes it's like fashion changes. You liked it, but you're yeah. like, you know, I'm over it. Um, Mm-hmm. type of thing. Um tell me someone to get out of my house. I actually want some new living room furniture.
2: Oh, same. same.
0: But really good living room furniture is expensive. Um yeah. so that ain't that ain't like no I'ma just go down to the go down to the, the Haverty's and get me a couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> takes a little planning. But if 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 yeah. if things were you know in an ideal state I would get somebody to come pick up this gray couch, sit and mm-hmm. get another one. Um, yeah, I don't know that you know. You know, we're just a year into our home, so even though mm-hmm. we brought our living room furniture with us, a lot of our stuff is relatively new. So I don't know yeah. if there's anything that I would like get rid of mm-hmm. per se. This is going to be a very adult answer. I would like to replace my pots and pans, all of them. Okay, yeah, um, we just did that. I think it's just time now. My cast yeah. irons are good and seasoned. Now they're gonna stay. Mm-hmm. But outside of <laughs> my Dutch oven, I got a cast iron Dutch oven that's gonna stay. Ooh, but like all okay, my other pots and pans. Pe- hmm I gotta ooh, I gotta love my Dutch oven. But um
1: yeah.
0: but yeah, out of all my other stuff, yeah. I could purge that and get rid. because you know, thanks with the fall comes soup season yeah. and Thanksgiving yeah, cooking, yeah, yeah. and even though I'll be in Memphis for Thanksgiving, yeah. but I'm cooking for Christmas. Like, yeah, do that in some new pots, you know, some yeah. some some Aisha Curry, some Rachel Ray. Kind mm-hmm. of situations,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Rachel one white yeah. girl. I appreciate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We ha- we <laughs> actually that's what that's what we just
2: got her cooking set, um, like last month. So we we got mm-hmm. we upgraded to that. You got an
0: Asias or Rachel Ray's? Rachel Ray. Okay, you Rachel like them?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's good stuff. Uh, okay. I feel like we probably need to to sub out more frequently. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of I feel like we had our old set For like almost 10 years It was a long mm-hmm. we Our old set that we were using We got when we got married So Same
0: And I was That's been 11 <laughs> years now So yeah Yeah
2: so I feel like every 5 years We probably to start Switching stuff out Like uh, Because it was getting to a point Where we were using our pans and stuff was just burning. And, and, and that, non- that non-stick don't stick. Don't be. It's sticking now. It's <laughs> sticking. <Yeah. laughs> stuff was just burning. I was like, okay, this can't. This can't. This can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, same uh, pots is 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 an adult answer. Like pots are are important. Like that's a thing. Um, but could you imagine we would be here talking about pots and pans? <laughs> bro, look at this. Pots and pans are is an it important. It's important. And that's the. I was thinking about the recent, like how like how adults we are, like. Like everything is every decision we make is like a it's like an adult decision, nigga. Like cleaning up and you know cleaning out the garage and you know maintenance on cars and it's like why do we, why are we doing this? What
0: I just renewed my tags. I'm about a month <laughs> late, but I did it. <laughs> and I was like cringing, going to get an emissions test, and then going to even though I like Cobb County has like the little kiosks, mm-hmm. it don't take time. But it's
2: like I gotta go do this. Yeah. Every year, like. Yeah. And and the problem is, and this is off topic, but it's like, nigga, did we really like say we wanted to grow up real bad and do this, this stuff to, to do have this. a job and like pay bills and, yeah, bro. you know, take the car to the car wash and you know, get oil. I need an oil change now too. That's the next thing I got to do. <laughs> so we understand what like is one thing or the other. If it's it, always it's always if it ain't one
0: thing. It's another. And I heard, a sque- and I just heard a squeak
2: in my brakes. So I know oh, that's about to come. <laughs> yeah, I know that's about to and, come. And You and you calculating dollars? Like I know it's gonna be like twelve thousand dollars. I'm, I'm making them numbers, but Brian, like, if they tell me twelve thousand dollars a brake, they can they can have that ultimate. Do you hear me? What I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like everything is. Adding up. we were like, yeah. like, When you hear something like, oh, shh, that's just money. Everything sounds like money. Sometimes I everything. just turn my radio up louder. <laughs> But that's some stuff we. I, 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 but to that point, like getting rid of some stuff, I gotta clean my yeah. car out. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's just. Mm-hmm. But I guess what happens too is I think in this season, I don't know if you do this. You go in rooms, and you be like what is all this stuff? But you you're still in a newer house. But you go around, and be like, what is all this stuff? Like oh yes, and you got kids. You're probably not as bad as Brooklyn, but I go in her room and I'm just like, what is all this? It's just stuff. It's just clutter. It's just things that don't have a space, don't have a place. Yes, and and not to be ungrateful, you know the Bible talks about He'll give you room enough, more than you have room enough to receive. And I feel like in mm-hmm. our lives, and in, 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 in my life, I have that problem, which is a good thing. But all yeah. the time, it's still like a, all right, we just have stuff just to have this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in the process of trying to get rid of some stuff. So
0: yeah, I had three crockpots before we moved to this house. Oh,
2: okay. I, mean, I gave have- two.
0: I had one that was my old faithful that we had. Okay. I think it was ashes mm-hmm. before we got married. We had another somebody gave us that was really small, and I never mm-hmm. really used it. And then we had the one that we keep. We kept somebody gave it. To, it was a gift. I think Asher grandmother, and it was a, it's a big one. Uh-huh. I said that's the one that's coming to the house. But like <laughs> to your point, why did I keep three though? Yeah, like why did I just give the other two away when I got the new one? No, I kept all yeah. three of them until I moved. Like yeah. we had, we had an instapot Pot. pot. Ashley's mm-hmm. mama had an instapot She never used. She gave it to us. It stayed mm-hmm. in the box, and I was like, "It's going to go with." Like we just be, <laughs> be getting stuff.
2: Like yeah. we just yeah. accumulate stuff over time, and that even like let's let's kind of shift it in terms of like not like physical. Sure, right? um, we we accumulate things it it can be weight it can be um emotional things right there right there people people right and we just accumulate them and we accumulate them without even knowing it it's just we look up one day and we just like what what happened how do we have a place where we're heavy spiritually and (laughs) emotionally picking up emotions of people's emotions um and this is really the season where you pick up the weight. Season of depression. You have all that stuff and pick food up the emotional and, baggage and the and the and even like spiritually, you go into a, a season of just like heavy, you know, weight spiritual. How do we how is it that we find ourselves in this place of being <laughs> overweight in all these areas? It's just emotions
0: taking you over. <laughs> Caught up in sorrow, lost with a song. But if you won't come back, come home to me, darling. Shout out, distant child. The BG, them word. some white boys. I like to the same. BG. They used to sing. Uh, but to anyway, same. how do we get with what the Bible tells us? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. It. There's a pulling down and a casting away. Hey, shot. And I think, and and, and not to over but but from a no, spiritual standpoint, yeah. I really feel like there are some things that we let. To your point, we let linger
1: mm-hmm. when
0: spiritually, yeah. the instructions are clear. It yeah. is to pull down mm-hmm. and to cast away. And that word "cast away" is I just. Uh, I just preached not too long ago, so that's why I stretched. But that word, that word cast away literally means to just throw to the side. Like, yeah. to literally just throw away. It's, yeah. And the way it's described in the Greek is very little effort. It's mm. to just throw. So it means that it's right. You have the power. Oh, you just yeah. got to get rid of it. the The pulling down may be the harder thing, but the casting yeah. away. And I mm-hmm. believe that there are some things that we have in our control to cast. Like, for example, the food, the diet. Yeah. Thanksgiving is coming, but we don't have to. We can cast away the 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 overindulging. Yeah. We ain't got to get fifteen plates. We don't, and I, and it's good. But we eat that same turkey, dressing, greens, macaroni every year. If you do yeah. traditional food, and yeah. your mama, your grandma, them, your auntie, them food is probably amazing. Mm-hmm. But you don't need five plates of that. Yeah, right. And let's just be honest. And then we will be like, "Ooh, I feel so heavy after holidays because you ate. You probably ate a fourth of a turkey by yourself. Yeah, and." 15 bowls of macaroni, and a lot of black folk we lactose, we ignore it, but mm-hmm. we lactose, we eat all that cheese. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And we like, and the greens are good, but when you put, I put turkey in mine, but if you still put hammock and, and, and fat back in them, that's a lot of pork. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, not I'm not, I'm not the pork police. I just had four slices of bacon for breakfast. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. hold you, and it wasn't yeah. sugar free or the low soda, it was straight up <laughs> lunch bacon,
2: but I yeah,
0: bet I don't eat that every day, and, yeah. and so forth. if I went and ate like. Three slices of ham every day for four days, yeah, I'm yeah. sick.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a headache.
0: You know what I'm saying? So I think like stuff like that, we can cast away. Like even the yeah. even the holidays ain't about giving. But if you wait until December and you know you only make a certain amount of money, that stress was self-induced. Like yeah. you could have started in October. You could have started as early as Black Friday, but mm-hmm. you decide to wait until The day before, you're like, the stores ain't got none. Everything's expensive. I'm stressed out. Like, some of that is lack of planning. We can cast away those mindsets. Like, I like to be in the midst of the holiday shoppers, but that don't mean that I'm doing 100% of my shopping three days Mm -hmm. before Christmas. Like, that's literally me just going and seeing what's on sale, maybe picking up some extra for the kids, for Asha, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, So, I think that's the easy stuff. In terms of the strong, the pulling down, I think that's the stuff that's more emotionally and also some spiritually stuff, too. Like, grief hits a little bit harder. During the holidays So like my wife lost her grandfather At the top of this year So I know this Thanksgiving and Christmas Is going to be a little bit different And then right after that Is going to be the anniversary of his death So I'm already kind of preparing myself To Mm -hmm. be a greater support for her Um, My mom Her mom Right Died When my mom was 20 But she died on a Thanksgiving morning Mm. So I'm always kind of watching my mama And I know when it hits She'll get quiet She snaps out of it Right But I can kind of see where her emotions Kind of shift and, and grief is one of those things. Right. You don't. I don't think yeah. you ever outgrow it. You learn to manage it. Um, yeah. But if you if you don't if you don't have that self-awareness, though, you can get so locked in in it to where it takes over you. And I think sometimes those are the harder things to deal with. Um, if you got family mm-hmm. drama, maybe it is the it is the anxiety <clears throat> of going around family. For mm-hmm. the holidays and being asked a question about why you ain't married and why you ain't got no kids and trying yeah. not to cuss your grandmama out because she actually these disrespectful questions. Like all these different yeah. kind of things yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could happen. You know what I'm saying? That great auntie who talking about you, but her husband, she know her. Like You know what I'm saying? All these things. All right? these things. I think those are the harder things to deal with. Even if you make the decision, well, I ain't going to see my family. Right? Or mm-hmm. even the, the maybe there's a, I remember the first year I visited Minnesota for Thanksgiving and didn't go mm-hmm. home. That was a lot. Like I had emotions around them. Yeah. I miss my family, but I also knew, even though I was young and dating, I knew what I was going into. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think in some ways, Brian, to wrap that up, like I think some things are easy to cast, but we just have to make mm-hmm. the we got to just be decided. Yeah. And just lose the excuse to make the decision. I think other things do take some work, but I think there's there's things in place. Like if you have a strong community, we talk about it all the time. Lean on that yeah. community. Um, maybe this is the time while it's uncommon to fast, maybe like, you know what, I'm gonna go on a week long fast just to kind of get my mind right
1: yeah maybe maybe that
0: works or maybe Mm -hmm. like you like you know i know you said you're more in touch with christmas because of brooklyn but maybe like what i'm gonna start playing christmas music earlier because i find Mm -hmm. myself being more joyful when i'm singing christmas music right if if those are things like tap into those resources and i think that um we'll have a better chance of kind of ridding ourselves of some of the things Mm -hmm. um that bring us down during this season yeah.
2: And I, I like that. You said the pulling down and casting out was like amazing uh, to the fact of like the idea of recognizing those things that are mm-hmm. sh- strongholds, not to get too spiritual, but that are strongholds, like and things that, you know, we have them here and we don't know why they're here, but we just can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like recognizing, mm-hmm. like, why, why does this mean that to me? Why does this get to me to a place? Why? asking those questions of why maybe journaling some things and stuff like that um yeah, but i love that, that. um good. um to you know even that like the fasting was a was a great idea i think about that right now like it's when was the last time like you really fasted and and um and I, somebody used the analogy of like fasting is like the algorithm like on social media and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. When, when you on social media you watch certain videos that you keep getting more of of that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like when you're like in life and you're picking up things by fasting, is kind of like breaking that cycle of, of what you're feeding yourself. And then you kind of start fresh and then your appetite changes and you lose some of those things. That's a great idea as well. Uh, So I'm going to actually use that one um, within the near future. Uh, So what are some things you think? um, I think we kind of talked about this can be adjusted. Don't necessarily need to cast out. Right. Um, But just needs to be adjusted um, as we transition in the season. Um,
0: I think that depends on the person. I would just say mm-hmm. for me personally, it's never too early to start thinking about your goals and your desires mm-hmm. and what it is that, you know what I'm saying? All that different kind of, I yeah. don't think it's ever too early to be in those spaces. And what I mean by that is like, if you know, let's just use fitness for an example. Yeah. If you know for a fact mm-hmm. that you want to, I don't know lose 15 20 pounds like nothing's magical is going to happen january 1
2: no not at all you got
0: to be decided well before january 1 so if that's your if that's your start date yeah then you have a plan in place yeah so when i think about things that need to be adjusted i think about what is it that you want to accomplish right Mm -hmm. what is it that you want what is it that you want to see changed and figure out what is a reasonable time to start it because i was just watching episode of 227 Shout out to two and uh, yeah, Regina King's character. Um, her name is Brenda. Uh, it was the episode when Bobby Brown was coming,
1: mm, and they had okay. to write a
0: um, uh, extra credit paper to see who was going to be in the video. And uh-huh. she got she got presented with a bunch of ideas. It was Morgan State's homecoming. Shout out to the shows that shout out HBCUs. Um, but Calvin was taking her to all the Morgan State stuff, and
1: mm-hmm. she
0: kept choosing. And her mom and then to pressing her because it's like. It ain't mandatory, so but like you yeah. will you need to do it anyway. She procrastinated, she ended up cheating and not doing it. So it's like figure out what it is you want to do mm-hmm. um and set a realistic timeline and really commit to it. Like, yeah. And I think those are the adjustments you need to make. So if it is going back to the fitness example, why don't you kind of why don't you start testing what it means to eliminate certain foods? Yeah. Or at least minimize it, right? So mm-hmm. I know the holidays are coming up. But if I'm not mistaken, it's not a lot of fried things on the Thanksgiving menu. If your mm-hmm. family fries chicken, maybe, but it's not maybe. a lot of fried things, right? So if fried food is one of the things, you know what, I'm going I'm to stop eating fried food, I'm going to only do it once a month. This is a great time to just experiment with that.
2: Yeah. See how yeah. you
0: do. So now, and then your body's getting used to it, right? Or if it means I want to start working out four times a week, how about you start going maybe mm-hmm. once a week, twice yeah. a week? So then by the time January comes, you're not killing yourself. Because a yeah. lot of times we do I'm gonna do this 30 day challenge, I'm going for 30 days straight, and then you about mm-hmm. to die on mm-hmm. day 10 because you ain't <laughs> you ain't used to that, right? Yeah. So like overall, I would say decide the goal mm-hmm. or the vision or whatever, whatever it is that whatever you're trying to build, accomplish, whatever, and start just putting little things in place. Yeah. So when that January one day, if that's the date, right? It could be February, it could yeah. be whatever, but whatever that end goal is. That you already have some shout out to what we were talking about earlier, there's a little Easter
2: eggs that's been planted in your life, in your
1: mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um, that prepares you to how 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 would you handle that, Right.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like the adjustment, just as you you gain, like we talked about gaining things spiritually, emotionally, physically. Sure. Like, and you look up and you all you gained it right. It don't happen overnight, right? You don't gain hundred pounds overnight, like it just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't looking at your high school pictures from 10 years ago thinking like, dang, I got all that weight. It did not happen all at one point. It happened over the years, over time. Yeah. So to your point, just as that, you know, took time making those slight adjustments I think will be an easier transition to your, to your goal, to your best self. Um, like some people do like I'm gonna read four books a month
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and you don't read no books now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> you don't know, like, it's like coming up with the, the goal that's you know that's attainable um, that may stretch you, but it's also attainable as well. One thing we talk about at work, um, uh, uh, our when our newer manager was talking about, like pick a goal that you know you can do, mm-hmm. then pick a goal that you know that is doable, but it's going to stretch you. Uh, then pick a goal that you know that is that is possible, but you know it's going to be a, a Big stretch for you to do it and then pick an unattainable goal, a goal that you probably know you can never do, but at least strive for that goal. He said you're gonna make you're gonna win somewhere because you're making all mm-hmm, these, mm-hmm. these goals. And then the success yeah. of the small victory gives you the kind of the courage and the uh and the battery in your back to say, Well, you know what? I knocked a small victory out of the success. Let me do let me mm-hmm. do more. Um, it's another story So Charles Barkley got the NBA, uh, was a, a solid NBA player. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, a great college player got to the NBA. He asked Moses Malone, like, how can I get better? Um, he said, you got to lose weight. And
1: mm-hmm. he said,
2: Moses Malone said, hey, all right, that's so all I need you to do. I need you to lose 10 pounds. Uh, mm-hmm. Lost 10 pounds, got better. Came back to him again, so, all right, I need to lose another 10 pounds. Come back to me, me, lose another 10 pounds. Came back to him again. He kept telling him, lose this 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what Charles Barkley noticed is every time he lost 10 pounds, then he just got better. And instead of Moses Malone telling him you need to lose a hundred pounds, right? Or fifty pounds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he lost 50 pounds by doing it 10 he lost 50 pounds by doing it five times, right? So I think it's just making those slight adjustments, I feel like would be easier than just ripping the band-aid off and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um and I've I've I have i have noticed that there's some things I'm already we're talking, I'm asked question later on, some things that I want to do. In the next year, I'm like thinking, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Like, you know, do mm-hmm. I want to, you know, one of the things I'm talking about, I want to get like a, a set schedule. I feel like I don't have yeah, a daily yeah. routine. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. other than dropping, booking her off at school every day, making her breakfast and dropping her off, you know, sure. picking her up. I don't have a, um, a, a regimented schedule for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Waking mm-hmm. up at this time, working out at this time. Um. You know, maybe checking emails at this time, you know, blocking out moments for the jigsaw, blocking out moments for family, blocking out moments for, you know, that. Um, another thing I was thinking to myself was the proper here. I'm actually this question, but uh, blocking out daily self-care. Like, what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Is it, um, you know, how can I pour into me every single day? Like, what does that mm-hmm. look like? So my thought process, that's what I want to do every day next year. But now that it's already November, like how can I achieve, uh, you know, achieve that? Is it, you know, going to Target, trying out some different facial um, products to see which one I like, which one I want to stick to? So I'm trying to do that now to figure out what I like so I can have my daily skincare regimen. Like, you know, all those things, you know, is I'm thinking about for next year. But how can I make those slight adjustments now so then Mm -hmm. those goals are somewhat attainable? Mm -hmm. So with that being asked, I'm going to go back to go forward. What are you, it's, it's the fourth quarter mm-hmm. Are you already planning for next year? Oh, I started doing that Okay A while ago um, So there
0: are some things I think for me January 1 used to be like many people, the day mm-hmm. Right, we'd be like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that But as yeah. I've gotten older January 1 is kind of like, what do I want to accomplish This It's kind of like the start of Q1 yeah, like calendar year because I kind of look at my life in quarters a little bit. What yeah. if I become, so it's less about 2024 means. Now I do think about 2024 in terms of how I want to maximize my year. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But it's not. But I'm not the guy that's gonna be like, you know, um, well, I'm into fitness, so the fitness mm-hmm. thing won't matter to me. But to yeah. your point, if I want to say, you know what, I want to make intentional time, like for this and that, yeah. right? January one may be the time to kind of start fresh because mm-hmm. I'm out of the hot. But for me, like AfroTech, which is, you know, this week for me, is my last work trip, major work trip. So I'm like, I have a lot more time to like be at home and not worry about the hustling bustle of traveling and being behind yeah. work. So, like, what I'm saying with that is this is also a time for me to start. If I want to, to your, let's use your example, starting a daily routine. That's something that I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I could literally in small phases start because I won't be as interrupted because I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going out of town yeah. like this. I can get into a habit. So even when I go out of town, those routes like my skincare routine is still in place. My fitness yeah. routine is still in place. Whatever that routine is, is still in place. Um, so, um, preparing for the new year kind of begins. Basically for me, it's indicative on what I got in the pipeline. Yeah. So without giving any details, I got some stuff cooking, um, for a possible you know like media contract mm-hmm. and um it's probably gonna jump off in 2024 if everything is success- successful but when we started having the conversations I already started moving things in my life to be like mm-hmm. I need to make space for this
1: yeah right yeah
0: and right like it's on my like I got some blocked out time on my calendars like mm-hmm. it don't mean nothing today but I know in the future I'm gonna need that time. Yeah. Right. So it's already to what you say, it's already kind of the same thing. Already putting stuff in place. I know what might pop off. I, yeah. And then here's the other thing. Why January 1 may not be like the trigger for me, it's the trigger for a lot of people. Yeah. It's a trigger for a lot of things. So yeah. I gotta be prepared to move on that. And then here's the other thing. Like, I think I mentioned to y'all that I was thinking about starting my own like DEI consulting practice. Yeah. And um, I've had a few opportunities to where mm-hmm. like so. If these are so now I'm thinking about it. Right, Josh, stop playing, let's get it going. Because it's, I feel like as soon as I actually say I'm doing it, I've got some opportunities. I got a speaking engagement at the end of this month, November, and the middle of next month on mm-hmm. GBI topics wow. that came at random,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, if I actually put it out there, I feel like that could be a viable, yeah, something. So, to your point, now it's like, okay, let me get this one, let me get this, one, let me get this set because it's not a January 20, 24 thing, more or less than it is, I see what's bubbling. Yeah. So why wait, right? Yeah. And some things you start preparing because you need the time to mm-hmm. do it. Like, I think I told you I want to do a big 35th birthday. Yeah. The way I want to do it, I don't make housewife money yet.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I
0: just don't. So yeah. in order to have the housewives kind of party... I gotta start nine months in advance, right? I yeah. can't do that 60 day situation, right? So it's like right. so I, I think it's I me, mean, it's like for being honest about what you want, what yeah. it's gonna take to do it, and putting the things in place. I know, like, you know, I'll tell the puzzle pieces this, y'all can be mad at us. Me and Brian wanted to do a holiday situation, right? But time got away from us, our schedules got busy, yeah. and at this point, yeah, it just ain't gonna make sense for us to put something together that's gonna make real sense. But what that does yeah. mean though, if this is something we still want to do, we gonna do we're going we're gonna start planning out. Right. Like in a real intentional way to make it happen. So um, I think it's identifying the goal, identifying like what, you know, what it's going to take to get there and being and being real about Mm -hmm. the steps that's necessary. Because, again, if some of this stuff don't happen for us, for you, for me, for whomever, then it's kind of on us that it didn't happen. So I think kind of slowly but surely thinking about what's in the pipeline and and if it triggers on January one, that's cool but mm-hmm. at least you are prepared
2: regardless of when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, I think if anything, having the thought, the idea about it, um, of what it, it, it takes. The um, Bible talks about like, you know, Jesus says about counting up the costs. Like er, anybody that does anything, you're going an to count up the cost. You're going to sit down and and figure out what it's all going to take to achieve said, go before you even do it. Like the builder don't start building you know, without coming with a blueprint and pricing out the materials and setting a time frame or timeline of what it could potentially look like, so um, that's something you know I, I agree with. In that, I know next year I, I might say that for later on, but I kind of already talking about like themes. I think every year there's been like a word or idea that I've been mm. trying to encapsulate <clears throat> for that year. Um, I already have my theme for this year in terms of what I want to do, how I want to do it. Um. Um, so which is great, it's just now putting those things in place. Uh something you said earlier, and we're almost done with this conversation. Um, uh, but when we talk about like cleaning out things, uh fall cleaning, um, pulling stuff down, casting things out. Uh a question would be like, what are you making room for? Right. So you know, in in being intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, asking, I'm going to ask you that question. What is it that you're making room for uh, in your life?
0: I don't want to be deep, but be more deep. God. Okay. I, re, 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 honestly. Uh, and, okay. And the mm-hmm. reason why, I, I stand 10 toes, let me say this, because me and Brian yeah. have said a lot of yeah, this Yeah, we, we can go here. About, about, go this last about quote. About duality and all that kind of stuff. And I'm still yeah. that guy. Uh, I still, I'm like, if you ask me today, I'm going to yeah. tell y'all this, and this is not to brag or anything, but in the last, since October, not October, August 24th until today, I preached five times on a mm. Sunday morning. Mm. That is unprecedented for me. Even at Rock of Ages, Pastor yeah. Rogers would share his pulpit, but not that much to the same person right. in, that time, in that time frame. Now, had mm. I preached five times on Sunday morning at Rock of Ages in a calendar year? Of course. We yeah. talking about a calendar year. Yeah. I'm talking about, about from August 24th to like literally a 60-day period. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I went out of town a couple of them times, it would probably have been mm-hmm. like six or seven. Yeah. Um. So I say that to say it means that my level of prep, like I study, I read my Bible, my devotion. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been going deeper.
1: Yeah. In my yeah.
0: devotion and mm-hmm. stuff, so making more intentional time to connect with God. Yeah. Um, carving out spaces to where it's like literal, um, you know, more sacred. I don't want to say profane, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, more yeah. sacred, less secular, right? In some spaces. Um, and just and just being, and not just for the sake of preaching, because I do take that very seriously. yeah. Um, and I make sure that I'm in a much different space. Like I ain't living in sin, but Brian, you get it, right? You're in a different yeah. space and you got to go it. before the people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so making more time for God, which means that you just, everything is kind of intensifying because of where I am. I also understand that as I'm becoming more successful, that, that means that there are different things that are going to come my way. that's going to tempt yeah. me that can, that can come in the form of tests and trials. So also yeah. to be prepared, like it goes back to what we were just saying, I don't know what God going to send my way, but I do know if I'm praying yeah. up, if I'm connected, mm-hmm. my my ability to handle it is going to be yeah. a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, and that's just, and that's just me not even being arrogant, just knowing where I see God taking me, the doors that are opening and knowing that I, I need to be ready for the possibility of what's behind some of those doors um, that's not always in my best benefit. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so more of God, man, being just deeper connected. I don't think I ever want to be 19-year-old Josh again in terms mm-hmm. of my theology yeah. and spirituality. Yeah. But
2: mm-hmm. there are some yeah. there
0: are some core things that 19-year-old Josh held that'll be like, yeah. let me go pick that back up, right? Because we talk about learning, we talk about unlearning, and here's the relearning part. Right. There's some things yeah. I want to pick back up. There's some things I never want to pick up again.
2: Yeah, ever. agreed.
0: They can stay mm-hmm. there, cast them in the pits of hell, right? Um, and there's some things I want to pick back, and there's some things I want to read. I want to rediscover. I think we talked yeah. about when I was uh, even the joy I found in looking at some old sermons. Like one of the things, yeah. the beauty that that did for me was to see where I was, where I am today, and rediscover. Like mm. look at that. Even yeah. look, not just look at the text, because we can look at the text and probably get yeah. 15 different sermons, right? But look at exactly what I was saying, and really mm-hmm. think through what what I don't necessarily ascribe to now what I do still ascribe to how I would maybe even have a different approach to that same thing. And that's not just for preaching because that stuff can be applicable to my own life. Right. So that, that is me. It is getting deeper in who I am and my connect and my own spirituality and um, allowing that to manifest itself in ways that doesn't just benefit the ministry gift, but benefits Josh more as a person.
2: Yeah. 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 I I agree. And, 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 I, i'm on that same same line and you know, what i wrote down was um like in this making room in with the how making room is being prepared um mm-hmm. to be in a position of purpose like mm. like am i in the position that god purposed me to be in or am i like just living life as in just all right whatever comes comes you know what i'm saying um And, and again, not to be deep, but we're going to be deep. I feel like that foundation is where it all starts. Like the consistency in prayer, consistency in, you know, reading the word, not just for, like I said, for preaching opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But just Mm -hmm. to kind of get a, you know, a new revelation, a new look, uh, put a mirror in front of my face to kind of see who I am, what I am, you know, kind of reestablishing some thoughts, some ideologies, some relearning some things, I learning some things uh so when when the opportunity comes wherever god wants to position me right mm-hmm. am I there in a place of purpose am i prepared for it um am i passionate about it like so those are some things i feel like i'm i'm making room for mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. i think when you finished out by saying for you right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. and i'm in that place too i feel like i want to make room for me and i think oftentimes in our lives we don't make room for ourselves mm-hmm. like that's so good you know, make like, space for so many things, so many people, and not us all the time. Not for us. And and I don't know if it's like, you can probably attest to this, but, um, and this is a whole other episode, Um, uh, but most of my life, I've made space and room for other people, right? Mm. You know, help push the other people along, doing this and that, and um, you know, you're not even, and decisions you make aren't necessarily decisions you want to make but mm-hmm. you're thinking about others before you make the decision and you may reduce your wants, your desires to maybe make those around you more comfortable or happy. And oftentimes we, mm-hmm. within that we're, we're diminishing our dreams, diminishing our goals, mm-hmm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. sacrificing
2: some of our wishes for compromise. Um, And we, we don't make space for us. I feel like in this next season, like I want to make space for me. Like, yeah. what is it that makes me happy? What is it that makes me um within within the realm of what God has in store for my life. Let me say mm-hmm. that. Right. Within, within his will, what is it that I want to do? Because the Bible says about giving us the desires of our heart. Like it's He'll give us what we want, you know what I'm saying? If if, if you know. Um, so that's what I want to do in this season. Really think about me. Um and really make space. So those that are out there listening, bro, I'm gonna throw it back to you to close out, but those that are listening, like, you know, what are you making room for? I ask yourself the question: what am I making room for? In this season? What am I pulling down? What am I casting out? What am I making room for? Are you being intentional in your cleaning? right? Are you just mm-hmm. taking stuff out? Or are you like Josh where you took the stuff out and it's just sitting there by the door and you haven't finished the next process? right? It's, really, it's still real clutter. That's it's, a good... It's still, you just move the clutter from one place to another. To another. That's
1: <laughs> you so know good. what I'm saying?
2: And what might end up happening, I've done it before, I walk by that bag and be like, why don't I get rid of that? Mm-hmm. I, Stop, and put it back
0: in it the and be like, Let
2: me find some. Right. So like, what are you making room for? Uh, I'm not going to tell you what you make room for, but I want you to you know, think about that. Um, and, and in this next season, as we're casting now, as we're decluttering, as we're making space, making room, um, ask yourself, why am I doing this? What am I making room for? Well, how am I intentionally doing it? Um, before we head out this, in this living room conversation, Josh, is there anything you want, you want to do to close us out with this? Nope. That was an amazing closeout, brother. Um,
0: so ditto all of that. Y'all right, make rules. Stuff. Figure it out. Yeah, Figure it let's out. Do it.
2: Alrighty, um, all righty. Was it pockets of joy? Do we do pockets or of joy or intentionality? Okay. All right.
0: I feel, I mean, do you want to? We can make the decision I, right here on because I feel like this was. I feel was, like
2: I feel like I got the what I need like from this here. conversation. Yeah, I
0: feel like I've, I've
2: gotten some clarity from. All right. Okay. All right. So let's go drive out of the post office box and see if uh, Ryder Jenkins <laughs> gave us a letter. All right. Let's do that. Let's do it. Well,
0: All right, good people, we are here at the Post Office Box, and if you missed us on Pockets of Joy, then that's just a sec where we talk about what we're doing intentionally for joy, but what me and Brian are doing is cleaning up out yes. clean up what we messed up start my life over uh, you know Brian loves a, he loves a quartet, I love uh, quartet. <laughs> Willie Neil Jones I'm just never gonna let that one go That's <laughs> just that was an intentional choice Um, but it yeah was. so anyway y'all think about that. that be y'all pocket of joy too but right now we're at the, we're at the PO box <laughs> off, this is the opportunity where you can be a part of the show you can be a part of it by doing a few things one you can write us a letter to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com that is ask sk the jigsaw at gmail.com we're gonna do a few things we're gonna reach your letter out loud if we like it. We're gonna give you a pseudonym because we you respect your pronouns and your privacy. Then we're gonna give you the best non-professional, uh, profession, non-professional Jesus, therapeutic advice that you can receive on Sister Tyson internet. So with that being said, the and accepted Brian, who do we have and what do they want? All right. Pronouns. She, her. Mm. I'm gonna go back to what we did in the bliss up, and I'm gonna name her um, Vera. But I'm gonna Vera. throw a last name on this time, and I'm gonna give her Robinson Vera. Vera Robinson Robinson Vera strong black Vera name. May Robinson. I Vera want it. I, I want it to, I wanted to sit.
2: Yeah, those are those are. That's a strong black name collaboration. <laughs>
0: that's somebody grandma right there. That is. Oh yeah,
2: I'm sure. She got I'm sure.
0: She make a mean potato salad. You hear yeah, me? Vera May Robinson. She's
2: on the mother <laughs> board at church.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she, she keeps an extra lap scarf in her purse for you oh young yeah. girls.
2: Holiness. <laughs> She'll still cuss you out, too. She'll still be. cuss you out. Holiness. She's been but, uh, a district
0: missionary for 50 years. Listen. <laughs> is
2: that off, Vera Mae Robinson? Vera oh, Mae Robinson, yeah. Robinson. And been passed over for the state mother position because she a little messy.
0: But R- that ain't, that's neither here nor <laughs> there. <that. laughs> Her, her husband's a deacon that used to be saved all the time. Yeah, and now he just now at 65 getting his minister license. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: <laughs> little we, tab.
2: we know that woman. We know her. Oh, know this woman. Yeah, that's an archetype, her. yes. We know her. Vera Mae Robbins. All right, Vera Mae Robbins writes. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Love the show and been a long-time listener. Thank you. I need a male perspective on the situation. So, boom. There's this guy. We started messing around when I was 19. And really developed a relationship. We were both young and didn't officially date. Just had some on and off, you know, situations. It's fast forward to 2021. I'm married and we both are, we are, excuse me, I'm married and we are both in different spaces in life. We started back talking, not on anything sexual, but legit as friends. We hadn't talked in a while, but literally clicked just like no time had passed. We ended up having a heart to heart and that probably, sh- you know, should have had 10 years ago or 10 mm-hmm. years before. He confessed how much he was in love with me and how broken he was. And he found out that I got married and I told him how much I loved him. But, you know, I, I let you know him get away. Nothing happened. But of course, seeds were planted and thoughts started running My God. because we had a genuine friendship. We kept in touch, but at the same time, kept our distance for obvious reasons. Makes perfect sense. Fast forward again to present day. I'm going through a divorce. Sucks, I know, but at the same time, I feel like it's my chance for the one that got away. Mm. He knows what's going on and has been extremely supportive during the process, like letting me vent, come over his house to chill when mm. I need to escape. Oh my lord! <laughs> uh, just being emotional, available, uh, just being emotional, emotionally available in ways I haven't had in years. Hence the divorce. I can see the difference in him from when we were in our early 20s, and he had doubled down on his feelings for me. Now, here's my dilemma. I love him, too. Mm. Been in love since I was 19. (laughs) I already let him get away once, and second chances don't come around often. (laughs) But I also don't want to do too much because, like I said, the divorce isn't final yet. Given our history, do I say uh, YOLO and F the rules and, you know? do I try to follow the proverbial rules of engagement for relationship rebounds? read that one more time. Given our history, uh, do I say YOLO and F the rules, or do I try to follow the proverbial rules of engagement for relationship rebounds? Love y'all and the show. Vera Mae Robinson. Alright. I'm gonna let you go, but I just wanna I feel like this deserves a soundtrack. Okay. You wanna do the soundtrack first? Yeah, real quick.
1: If I could forget him I would please believe me and I know that I should throw the towel in but baby it's not not that easy hey you treat me so much better than him and if I was saved there be no competition, but I'm in love with someone else, and I'm so sorry. Hey, hey, say. I'm in love with another man. Yeah.
2: All right, that's a pocket of the so, joy. Now, now, so now this is a pocket of the joy. Whew
0: god um so i almost got stuck there but um your situation is a little bit different because the one who's treating you better is the one you're currently not with um Mm -hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that you are currently in love with another man than the one that you're with so i'm gonna leave it at that and then i'm gonna piggyback on my brother and whatever he got. he gotta say
2: um it's it's wild um i'm a i'm a lover like in terms of like i love like romance relationships like i love Mm -hmm. i'm a 90s r&b baby at heart so Mm -hmm. in my mind you know i'm thinking about the the music videos and the if i would have knew the next girl if i knew the girl next door would have been you or could have been you all that kind of stuff like looking at all the things and all the songs to where this is like a modern day potential love stories like had opportunity things didn't work out but now you know the the doors are potentially opening for a person who may be the love of your life um and in some cases the relationship you may be in right now may have shown you what you thought you wanted initially right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now what you don't want and then what you do want right so I feel like there could be an opportunity for you to rebound um I'm not the person you know even though I could be you know people think I could be heartless at times like when it comes to like love, I put myself out there um in terms of. You know, I'm not, you know, especially with my wife, I'm not ever going to be like, not tell her I love her or show my appreciation, all that kind of stuff and affection. So I'm a type of person is if you feel like this may be an opportunity, say YOLO, shoot your shot. Um, if the divorce is really going to happen, it's already emotion. <laughs> like, get your man, girl. And you took the words <laughs> out
0: of my mouth. It's like if you are actively going through a divorce. Yeah. I would say be careful how you navigate going after the new man because you don't want nothing to pop up in court, right? Mm -hmm. That can blow back on you or anything crazy like that or any because you know we love to victimize black women. Yeah. When I say we, I mean society. So Mm -hmm. the moment somebody hear oh you doing this, they think they, you know, they think you've been probably busted wide open during your marriage, and that's that's not true. At least that's not what you said Mm -hmm. So I would just navigate it carefully. But if you are actively going through a divorce and this is you feel as though this is your opportunity for love. Then, take my money. Listen. Maybe this is a musical. My house and my cars.
2: For just
0: one. Or maybe it's just Forever My Lady. Yeah. Now you're having my... Be- well, that, that's messy because I don't know that you, uh-huh. you're <laughs> pregnant. But you get what I'm saying. Like if This is yeah, your opportunity yeah. for love, though. Like Thrive into that fantasy of what you feel like you missed out. Because you are right. Second, and I, I ain't going to say everybody got somebody who got away. But we probably all have somebody who, if life went a different way, possibly... Right, we could have been in a relationship with someone longer if we were more mature. I believe life happened the way it needed to happen. Yeah, right. And I believe that the person who all the exes of my past are exes for a reason, Mm -hmm. but there are also people who you didn't break up with because of bad things. Life just kind of happened, you moved away, ABC 123. And if that is what is happening to you in a sense that that has returned, right, yeah, then I feel like. There is maybe an opportunity to at least explore that because you're in a space mm-hmm. where you're leaving, you're saying a situation that is emotional. Un- you didn't say anything crazy like abuse or nothing like that, but you, you know, yeah. you you know, uh, irreconcilable difference. This is what they say. Right. And if mm-hmm. that is the case, yeah. settle that and pursue this and pursue it with intention um, and mm-hmm. pursue it in a way that is also healthy. Understand that although you may be ready to get out this marriage, grieve it right? Um, don't mm-hmm. let this be a rebound situation. So just make sure it's authentic um, and yeah. let him also approach you in a way, I'm going to put this responsibility yeah. on this brother, that supports mm-hmm. your process, right? So you're talking about he gives you space to vent and be emotionally, and come over to the house, but how is he, and that's fine, but is that healthy or is he feeding into right? right? Yeah. If this was me, and I can't imagine it being me, but if I was this guy, I want to support healthy decision making Mm -hmm. and even if that means that you don't end up being with me if i love you enough i love you enough to promote healthy decision making so if that means we don't even jump into this immediately then that's Mm -hmm. because i want you to be whole i want you because i I don't want to have version of you if i love you that much i don't want to have i don't want i don't don't want a messed up version of you or anything like that so make sure that you are also still setting boundaries um and just navigating it well, because divorces can get ugly, right? And what yeah. you don't want is your current husband to be like, pop out. You know, if he act like he don't care, the male ego can be fragile. And just yeah. knowing that some other man got, you know, to Jasmine's point, got his wife just riled up can be something. Mm-hmm. He don't even want you no more. And it can still be yeah. a thing, right? Because it's one of them things, yeah. uh, I don't want you, but I can't nobody else have you. either, Right? Like, And that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's yeah. real. Um, so that'll be my advice. I would say pursue, just be very intentional and cautious about how you do it. And um Ooh,
2: prayers up. Yeah. That's interesting. Pray, prayers up, you know, prayers up. Uh, you know, cause yeah, it's it's rough out here for sis. So you know, this works. Write
0: us and update us.
2: Yeah, I would I would we love to hear know. how that goes. Especially with the
0: holidays I coming
2: know up. What... Oh come uh, on, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Know is that Joe? Joe? That is Joe. That's Joe. Okay. I want right.
1: know.
2: Anything else you want to add, Brian? That, I think we. I think we said it all. So yeah, please, please let us know. We would love to hear about the um about the things. All right. So that being said, let's head on over to. Uh,
0: great great a conversation. conversation.
2: All right. All right, greater conversation. This is where we get some things off of our chest. I say it every week. Uh tomorrow's not promised. So we'll custom out today. Josh, is there something you want to get off of your chest
0: today? Yes. I must have just been angry these last few weeks because I've had some things <laughs> to say. Thanks. And here is I got two things. So do you have anything, Brian? Okay. Because I I'm a cook for a minute.
2: No, I'm gonna choose joy. It's all right.
0: All right. So number one, y'all remember last week I talked about the gospel hip-hop artist who went on this mm-hmm. whole thing about hip-hop and legends and can't do this and can't do that. I still stand 10 toes down. Then, as literally as me and Brian are done recording, about two days later, <laughs> this same gentleman gets on Instagram and talks about how he did it. He had the gang,
1: mm.
0: gang member, the mm. gang, not a non-vulgar bone in his body. The mm-hmm. and, this is, and this is not to... Demonize or villainize the game. I'm just letting yeah. you know who he is, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm talking about the dude who started the uh, showing his meat prints all over the internet, like that <laughs> that dude, right? Sexualizing yeah. himself, talking about murder and drugs and sex and all his music. The same stuff that old boy said. We don't need to celebrate. We don't mm-hmm. need to hype up. We need to make mm-hmm. sure that we, you know all this stuff he said. This same person, but then gets online and celebrates the fact that the game said, "Hey." I don't cuss when I'm doing collaborations with you. Well, one, because it's gospel rap. Yeah. So I would hope that he didn't cuss when he mm-hmm. would collaborate with you. And he, but this gospel rapper wore that as a badge of honor, as to yeah. say that I'm so special, or that they respect my guy so much that he don't curse when I rap. So that's why we good. Forget all the other stuff I said. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing he and sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but 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 the but the perception is, is that. I can lay down seemingly those thoughts. Maybe I still feel that way, but it's okay because the game is committed to not being vulgar on my songs. Nicki Minaj didn't cuss on that Tasha Cobb mix. Mm. Pastor Troy didn't cuss on that, uh, or David Banner didn't cuss on that Mary Mary song. We can go Snoop Dogg is on a clock. We can go line. We can go artist for artist, bro. Mm -hmm. Salt, even though Salt had felt like she had found God. Like, her verse on uh, uh, Stomp is, oh, is, is, yeah. is, is iconic, yeah. right? When they think about the goodness and the fullness of God, right? All of that. Like, there are example after example of secular artists jumping on gospel songs. One, mm-hmm. because a lot of them grew up in church. Yep. They ain't crazy. Right. Two, even if they did, Lil Baby and Kirk Franklin, one, even an official gospel song.
1: Ooh, was it a song it was
0: anything? an inspirational, but it was a song, oh right? And he, and he, he, he respected it. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a vulgar mentioning of anything. Um, Kirk Franklin got a song which is Chance's song, and Chance even didn't cuss. And we know how Churchy Chance is, but Chance was still cuss. He didn't even mm-hmm. cuss on his own song mm-hmm. because of the gospel. You know the gospel feature that was on there. My point is, is that we got to make some decisions, y'all.
1: Yeah,
0: we can and and this is why. Me and Brian said all the time, y'all making my earphones itch. I'm so irritated. <laughs> you, you, everything ain't black and white, and y'all just proved it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Some stuff like there, there are way. Like, first of all, if you feel that if you're gonna hold hip hop culture, that's what you claim you're doing to mm-hmm. such a standard. Why are you even thinking about collaborating with the game? Right. If your goal is to say that I'm holding the hip-hop culture to a standard, regardless of whether it's rap, I mean, gospel rap, you know, traditional hip-hop, whatever it is, I'm saying that this is not the type of music to buy that I promote. And yet, because I'm almost positive the game didn't come to you. I can <laughs> almost be 99.9% sure. sure You reached out to him knowing his... And that, and as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Brian, have you heard anything about the game changing his life or... You know, saying I don't do this rapping, he ain't had no little richer moment. He ain't laid nothing down, right? Mm -mm. And again, those are his choice. I'm not judging him for that. But my point is, is though he still amplifies all the stuff you you talk down on, and yet you have him on the song, and yet you 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 highlight the fact that in so many ways you make it seem like oh, I have this standard, so he ain't cussing for me. But like, there's no rapper who's hopped on gospel tracks who's been cussing. You ain't there's nothing special about you in that moment bro like all right, all right, they right. made their decision to collaborate with a rapper uh, 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 a secular rapper so to speak versus a Lecrae or Trip Lee or whomever Yeah, like that was their choice we're not judging their choice but they did it and those Nicki Minaj Nicki Minaj talked about her coochie her booty her head game more than a whole lot of folk and she jumped on that Tasha Cobbs track and said some theologically unsound things but she jumped on that track and she gave all her best
2: you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
0: Like, and it's just what it was. Yeah. Uh, it's just what, it, and even Snoop Dogg, when he was on that clock, he referenced his grandma putting holy oil on his head. He know his roots. Bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's there. Right. So mm-hmm. I just, this is probably my last, I'm going to put him in the attic. <laughs> um, because it's my last time talking about him. But I think right. because I watched a couple of these videos out of frustration, he's in my algorithm yeah. now. So I need yeah. to, I need to select not interested, so he won't pop up. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'm just saying I'm not I'm not mad at you for your stance, bro. Yeah. If this somehow ever gets back to you, I'm not mad at you for your stance, I'm not mad at you for what you feel like you believe in. I actually respect that, but it's hard mm-hmm. for me to be like, yeah, okay, I see you when there are so like even in the hip hop legend thing you define what a legend was and then diminish said definition because of your own personal perspectives it don't yeah. like you can't you can't hold up a, a solid argument that way um mm-hmm. and you can have people who believe it but like it's just hard and then you, then you say all of that and then ta- and then taunt a collab not taunt but highlight uplift uh, a collaboration with an artist who literally does everything you said that we should be uplifting come on mm-hmm. bro and in many cases people will lift up the game as a legend in the hip hop game like the game didn't have no whack career he had a solid career like he ain't making like he ain't popular or super relevant now but But, like the game is on somebody if you do a top 50 he's in somebody's top 50 at least probably high Mm -hmm. on that list for a lot of people people like the game right and I'll admit he's a solid rapper he has solid music right so Mm -hmm. anyway that's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. you social media folk who are looking <laughs> for moments are mm. on my nerves. Um, yeah. In our group chat, we got sent a clip of a former NBA player, and allegedly his wife has her OnlyFans, and she told him yeah. before the camera started rolling, and she's recording, and they're going back and forth, and things like he's talking about you disrespecting and now everybody's having a conversation about respect. Or, you know, the, the comment of turning a hoe into a housewife because she said, you knew me before this, blah, blah, blah. So now there's that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world, Brian, that if Asha, which I know she wouldn't do, had an OnlyFans,
2: one, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm having this conversation online. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. And if it is online, I'm not I'm not an abusive man, so you got to worry about me hitting my wife or nothing like that, but that conversation ain't going to be as calm as it was on that. And it's, And mm-hmm. especially after I find out I'm being recorded, Oh, it's it's yeah. you about to see me turn up for real, for real. Like, yeah, why are you recording gonna, this? Why are you recording this? Right? <laughs> like, that's not a natural. Because if that man is that irritated, he's way too calm, and he's way too calm in a you know. Again, I'm not advocating for him to call her out her name or even put it because that's some stuff that you shouldn't do. But at the same time, how mm-hmm. many times have you been mad without fighting? How many times have you been yeah. mad without you know disrespecting you know your your partner, your friend, whoever? It's possible to be irate. And still have a certain level of control. And that right there just... uh, And even how she was talking. Well, you knew me before I was this. And you trying to do this. And I'm like, stop it, y'all. Oh,
2: well. I get it. I got to, you know, make my money. I'll make it, you know, Okay.
0: Me and Brian got a podcast. And it's hard to have a podcast and still talk about podcast niggas. Because a lot of podcast niggas shouldn't have podcasts. But what I will Mm -hmm. say, if you just want to stir up debate, do it on a podcast. That's the best place to, like, if you want to have these dumb conversations about taking $500,000 or, um, the list of places to go out to eat, just have the conversation, press record, (laughs) set up a quality camera. You're going to get the same response. Like people are literally going to go because that's the kind of crap that gets people going. You're going to get the viral moment. It's going we don't need you to be acting in your car. We don't need you to be yeah. acting in your home. Like, bro, just have the conversation. You know how many times conversations yeah. have went viral? Just have it. And I promise yeah. you, you're going to get a major response and you're going to like just be like, "Hey, what here's, here's the topic? If y'all were a successful couple, finances mm-hmm. diminished, your partner was a former sex worker or exotic dancer or porn, or whatever it is, right? Something in the sex industry. And they decided, you know what? I'm going to tap back into that That that's a moneymaker. And they didn't tell you, how would you feel? That's the conversation. That's, conversation. that's it. So let the people decide. Oh, well, you, they should have known you can't be a whole housewife. Or I mean, I ain't judging her, but she should at least told her husband. Or I don't see nothing wrong with it. Her body, her choice, right? Have right. those because that's the other thing that let me know was fake. She was in there. It's my body. It's my choice. My choice. I can do what I want. Not to say that that's not true, but it's like you're you're literally just throwing out buzzwords now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You the one told her, said you knew this before I was in there. I can't change it. He's like, yeah, I knew that before we got married. Not now, like. And I'm, and, I'm not, and again, I'm not promoting calling women out their names, but the toxicity of certain men, he, that, she would have been a big hoe in so many words. Like, Bro, that conversation mm-hmm. just ain't real. I'm not excusing it, but that conversation, that back and forth, that exchange, ain't real. So just stop it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, now you're causing, I don't want to take it biblical, but you're stirring up discord for no reason. Yeah. We didn't need this. Yeah. And if you're going to do yeah. it, you ain't got to act out the scenario. Just literally throw it out there. If me and Brian were that kind of podcast, we could talk about that kind of stuff and be probably having a million views every single week because we know it's yeah. going to hit. But yeah. there ain't no point in doing that. Mm-hmm. you know. And this is not a rant about us and our growth and things like that, but I just know we know what can hit, and we're not about to yeah. do that for the <laughs> sake of doing that, bro. But there are people who do it. If that's your lane, ride your lane. But these, but these yeah. skits,
2: its not whose line is it, it anyway?
0: Man, y'all better go take some improv classes because this stuff right here, and then he, this is too. It ain't even good acting. It's Tubi acting. Like chill yeah. out, y'all bad at it too. Y'all bad at it. <laughs> Matter of fact, side note: Did you see the Tubi video where the black couple was pregnant, and they fast forward, and they came home, and they was holding two fake white babies? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Tubi. <laughs> <2B. laughs>
2: that was good. That was but funny. that's
0: the kind of stuff y'all be doing, though. That's the kind of stuff yeah. y'all be doing. It, y'all it be like doing that level of acting.
2: These fake combos, and it's like. Like I said, just have the conversation, and, and to me, it—it's just—it's just to me, and I'm not—I don't want to be the old man, right? And I'm starting to—I like social media. I'm not—I at one point mm-hmm. I hated social media. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like disliking it because it's like y'all are diminishing. Like society, off of these conversations, these fake conversations, just to kind of get buzz out there, just try to do that, and then and then and I'm I'm gonna do better not read a comic, but I'll be reading. I'll be like, my society is is terrible because people be in there arguing over stuff and be like, well, that's right, that's right. I'm like, oh man, like y'all are, we really are spending our days over these fake staged situations and then arguing about it, right? And Mm -hmm. we're diminishing a society, diminishing relationships off of just stupidity. like, Like I said, have the conversation. Start the podcast, whatever you want to do, and just have the conversation that way. Don't stage this stuff to kind of get a rise out of people. Like, I feel like it's, it's 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 lame. It's it's real lame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and y'all too big and grown for that. And Jesus is on His way uh, for y'all to be having these conversations. So yes,
1: yes.
0: So <laughs> with that being said, until next time, this <laughs> been another episode of GxL Podcast, a lengthy one again. But stick yeah. with us. Listen, we love y'all. I don't, yeah. And listen, we went weeks without giving y'all episodes, so take we the do. extended
2: ones. All right, and the holidays are coming up, so just and we got, got a lot to say, and we love people. We gonna <laughs> we talk do.
0: anyway. Now, for real though, thank y'all for uh, for joining and listening, and sticking around with us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, I know we did it last week, but shout out to our boy Quentin Thrash. Um, yes, yes, amazing yes, yes, episode. Yes. I've been getting so much good feedback so far about it. Um, people even asking how y'all get him because we, the f- favor ain't fair um it is what it is but no like you know really appreciate because people of his status do not have to answer i hit him up in the dm he was like i got y'all and it was i can't guarantee that you gonna have the same success all i can say is that he came through and he's been a solid dude even from the back end stuff up until now and i'm I'm giving y'all all all of this because it goes to an earlier point if you treat people if you do right and you treat Mm -hmm. people right I feel like yeah. God will come through with you with opportunities, and so we really want to yeah. thank uh, shout out Thrash for coming and blessing the show. And we meant it; like it is not the last time. Because if y'all heard that episode, like no. we started, we started it was, cooking. It started. it started getting yeah. real good. And um, yeah, I feel like I there's so been much been we can talk about from just southern culture to to food to music to all the things. Um, even yeah. gift giving, we can talk about that from a fashion perspective, yeah. like you know,
2: authenticity, like in the space being where true he, to you. He's a black yes. man who's from the south. And and there's you could tell this nigga's from the south, a southern black man. He stands ten toes 10 down on his like Yeah. And then good, even good before
0: and not, and not even to go too deep in that, but even before he made it to LA, him even saying, like, I was always the different dude. I was always driven different, different yeah. than some of the dudes. Why yeah. even became got into this thing? So you're right. So it's the authenticity and what that means to show up as your authentic self and then see it succeed. Like, yeah, he ain't just he ain't him in pants. At the local cleaners. Yeah. This guy is styling no. celebrities and, you know, making custom suits and all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah. anyway, shout out to him and Shout out to y'all for support. Brian.
2: Uh, continue to follow us and continue to support us, continue to engage. Uh, shout out to Chris, shout out to Jazz. Uh, engage on social media, like, share, subscribe. We're on every platform you can think of regarding podcasts. Uh, follow Josh. I'm Josh Rogers. Follow me. I am Brian here. Follow the Jigsaw, the Jigsaw podcast. If we got um, any of the people, support the people. We'll do the bless up for as well. Um, if you have any emails, questions, comments, concerns, ask the Jigsaw at, g- at gmail.com. Uh, and before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do.
0: All you can do is what you can, why you can, in the very best ways that you can, but in all you're doing, please, 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 please do not get caught with your work undone. Catch y'all next week.
1: Peace.